Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of By the Numbers. I'm your host, Richard Lewis. Joining me, as always, does is Duncan Thorne Shields. Sam's pressing the buttons. Duncan's in California still, living that dream, smoking that good, good, no doubt. Um, <laughs> you, you actually seem lucid this time. This is like the first episode I think we're actually going to have conversation. The real problem is it, I changed Airbnbs, and in the first Airbnb I, Airbnb I was in, the only desk yeah. space, unfortunately, was right next to a window. So as a result, the light basically just shone in so as a result that's why my eyes were like super like hey, listen i obviously do partake and, in, that, and that's why officer <laughs> and that's why officer, my eyes thing. are not red as fuck listen good. all the rest of the hours of the day they would have been red as fuck but actually i <laughs> believe it or not i attempted to as the kids call it sober up for that show believe it or not, so. <laughs> <laughs> what about you sam I haven't professionalism even to you yeah right there fine one yeah yeah, he's definitely. I like to think I'm lucid. Yeah, he's also got red eyes. Exactly, and not those bloody brilliant red eyes. Oh man! Well, yeah, everything's good. My end, you know. Yeah. Apart from the rugby and that, so yeah, that would be a great concept for esports content. Red eye, red eyes on a red eye. He's on a plane. Do we buy it? Talking about esports, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll pitch it to him. Fucking hell, have I already told that story? Fucking hell. That'd be yeah. good, wouldn't it? Have lots of banter. Um, <laughs> That's before the podcast. Never let it be said that, like, you know, we don't still put the same level of craft into this podcast, by the way, and we just fucking, you know, we just get up and wing it and stuff. Like, it ain't like that. We plan on it. Never mail it in. Never would do 100% that. 100% plan on it. Yeah, never me. Um, also, I do want to say as well, but uh, like just to continue on from like last episode, where we were talking about how Reddit is making people mental, right? Duncan got embroiled in a drama. It was not even a drama, and he weren't even really embroiled. But I don't even know how to describe <laughs> how dumb it is, right? So he's over there uh, in League of Legends land, and they got a sh- they got a podcast called Summon an Insight. In fact, the reason he's in California right now is he's been doing it in the this studio. Amazing. I know what Chris doing already, right? So way back in the day, um, they started this like award, right? Because they would give out end of year awards like we do here on By the Numbers, like a lot of websites do, a lot of TV shows do. And they had this thing called the fucking Dade Award or whatever, right? I nearly said the Dido Award first time for fucking female artists that just disappeared, but whatever. The the Dade Award is basically for some cunt who was fucking overrated. You feel me? So so they, they made that award. And they would give it out every year, right? Like, well, not every year, but like any year, some cunt had been massively hyped by like the community or the press or by his team, and then like basically flopped at Worlds or whatever. And they called it the Dade Award in honor of the guy that was so fucking massively hyped and massively overrated and did fucking flop, right? So anyway, they haven't been giving it out because they don't think that the it should be given out every year, see? Because it's their award and they choose who gets it. But the community so jacked up on their their own selves not only have, not only do they think they invented the award and the title of the award they've been giving it out to other players like every year and and <laughs> and it's been reported in liquipedia or something like it's the recipients Wiki, yeah. of this completely made fucking <laughs> yeah. award that these guys made and haven't given out so monte cristo did a tweet right he said it's our podcast. We named the award. The only people who give out the awards are me and Duncan, and the League of Legends community lost their shit. How pompous! How arrogant! 
It's like it's their fucking content, mate. What are you talking about? And, and they, they were saying, we'll give out the awards we want. And there was like just replies to Duncan going, oh, you're the only person ever who came up with the idea of a player being overrated, I suppose. And it's like, no, they, but they did call it the Dardy Award. So I've never seen nothing like it, man. No, every every mental, day yeah. I wake up, social media is driving everyone mentally ill. Like 100%. It's ridiculous. I don't know if you've got something you want to say about it because we can get clipped. Go on, Duncan. Go you hear me? Oh, did I come back? There we go. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. you problem, did like out a little bit. The main problem here is, like, notice how the community has managed to take 180 the opinion they had last episode when everyone was telling Spongy stole someone's opinion. I know, right? They've used the opposite logic. Because in yep. this scenario, my point You is, don't own that opinion, bruv. Yeah, obviously, like, the concept we came up with, you know, like, if someone was hyped and then they turned out to be overrated, absolutely anyone could decide that. Like, that, yeah, I didn't invent that. But why do you have to use my name if it's not that big a deal? Like, obviously, the name's catchy as fuck, isn't that the real reason why they did it? Like, people are just silly about stuff like that, aren't they? I, I just couldn't believe it, mate. Was it, like, 3,000 comments or something? <laughs> people arguing, 3,000 comments on Reddit, people arguing about whether or not they have a right to take something you explicitly named on your podcast, which was always ostensibly for the community anyway. Take over yeah. it. Not just take over it, run it, and and give it out themselves collectively as a group. Like, fucking hell, man. Like, some, like honestly, it, it's, it's... I don't even know what we need to do. You now. made this? I mean. Yeah, <laughs> but like, right? Is would it be bad? Yeah, right. I used to be against. Right, there, there was these articles that were going out right about how um, the German government were looking at like dosing the water. They like talking <laughs> about dosing the water to make everybody loved up, so there'd be like less hate in society. Oh, right. Right. Okay. right? No, I'm just thinking like that with a twist. If America, if the government just started dropping fucking lithium. Or whatever it is, like out of planes, just on. It's the only way we can cure it, mate. It's like World War Z. Crops for mental illness. I can't deal with it. Everyone's fucking like crazy. Crowded. They're all climbing on each other. We own the Dardy Award. We own the Dardy Award. Yeah. Scaling up walls. Like, it's like coming to get you. We got to start dropping the lithium, mate. That's the only way. Like, hundred percent. The response. World War Z move. A mass of people's crawling over each other. Be like, I I want. <laughs> it's even better when you're lagging. Yeah. No, yeah, like the change of service even helps a bit. No, no, right. it, I think it's I think it's his B and B, but go on. It's yeah. probably just my Wi Fi. It just goes in and out. Yeah, it's alright. Joke was gone. It's better because it, it sounded like you were red eye and a red eye. <laughs> oh, the, the weirdest thing as well, by the way. Yeah. They also, as a community, there's something. Maybe I'll make this point now. But mm. one thing that goes really is right first of all the people who complain on reddit about us complaining about reddit and random fans nearly always are the mentally ill people by the way like that's yeah. not a coincidence they're just running defense for their own bullshit but they always present them right as a normal person they go but there's lots of reddit and twitter and i'm just a normal guy why do you say they're idiots is why because also individual plebs you also mean as groups like it's quite well known that mobs act differently to the individual members of the mob like you go to sort of like a lowest yep. common denominator shared consciousness almost and it will make even a normally rational intelligent person can absolutely get swept away in political or religious whatever further you know it can go crazy Man. so one of the things i would say about this is another example of the situation you were talking about with me and monty 
was there were hundreds of comments of people who were like, look how arrogant this guy is after he's had to come crawling back to League of Legends from that and shit all. Overwatch game. And all because, look, we just live rent-free in his head. Again, hundreds of comments discussing an <laughs> Overwatch League commentator on the League club <laughs> and telling him that he, they live in his head. Like, <laughs> you don't, lads. Like, if there's anyone who's got rent-free status, it's Monty in all your brains. Like, well, you, he hasn't even been in the scene for years and you're all doing this. Get that rent-free emote spam for me. <laughs> well, yeah. rent-free is the most... <laughs> Get it. Concepts since like straw men or whatever. Because you know, when first people first heard that, they were like straw man. If I just say the other person's doing a straw man, do I win the argument automatically? It's like, well, that's actually be a straw man. Never mind that. I'm just going to mass apply this anyway. It's like that, isn't it? Yeah, no. Rent it's, free. It's, <laughs> why? It, it, why is it always the person who you definitely <laughs> live in there? Rent free. Who just goes? Wait a minute. Reverse psychology. Nah, bruv. I'm living in your head, Rent. Yeah. Like you are. You are. Even what you're saying, that means I don't I'm living in your head. I don't even know you are. <laughs> it's it's, it's are, like mate. a guy with 10 followers, like, I'm just living in your head, Rent. So who are you? You're an egg. I don't even know you are, mate. You're an egg. Yeah, you're an egg. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's no, not just what we scream at Moses when he tries to get him for his boots in the green room, you know. You're an egg. Who are you? <laughs> oh, wait, it's Moses. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I, I haven't seen anything that stupid for. I mean, again, I say it every week. It's like we just keep lowering the fucking standard of what it's all about, man. It's 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 it is insane. Um, but look, right, if you want to know about the mob and how it how it takes over people's brains and stuff, go back. There's now. this old there's this old school because it's Halloween and that. There's this old school episode of the Twilight Zone called The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street. Oh yeah. yes, classic. Yeah, if you ain't seen it, guys, go watch it. Like, the, it that's be... actually a really good one, by the way, for the modern climate. Yeah. It's all about like fear mongering, isn't it? Yeah, go watch it. Right, Monsters are due on Maple Street. If you've got a Netflix account, go watch it. How it? How the original it... Twilight Zone, the first ever. Yeah, one, like, yeah. This is. Twilight, um, right? Was it first season? If I think it is, it's the first it's, season. It, I think... if, yeah, if it's first season, it's fifty nine. But anyway, uh, go watch it. Right, it's basically about there's these um, the, the, they see these UFOs. And people are like trying to get into like uh, find out who who's communicating with the aliens because they're flying over this neighborhood, and there's just this mass panic just goes off like a bushfire in this like idyllic suburb, you know, of America where everyone knows everyone. It's white picket fences. They all start turning on each other one at a time, right? And basically, they all rise up and create a mob, and they like witch hunting and shit. It's just Reddit, basically. The monsters are due on Reddit. Like, there you go, season one, episode twenty-two. Go check it out. And also, by the way, be... as an aside, because mm. when people watch that, right, I notice a lot of people never seen the original Twilight Zone. I know I hadn't for the same reason, which is because it's all black and white and mm. the graphics are all shit, right? So unfortunately, you're going to think, I'm not going to be able to enjoy this. But the whole point is, listen, you probably wouldn't enjoy every episode if you're just a normal person. But like the absolute best ones, the ideas that they come up with are so good that it's worth, like you can get past the special effects. So all I would say is if you watch this episode and you like it, just do like a Google, like original Twilight Zone, top 10 episodes or whatever, and just watch those. Like, because the problem with that show is there are like a million episodes. So if you're not super into it, you might not want to watch like every one. But just look up the top 10. I guarantee you're going to like, you're either going to recognize every single storyline that will be reused in movies since, or you'll just see some of them are just cool. Like basically, if you like Black Mirror now, you're going to like the best absolute episodes of that show. It's basically what it copied off. Let's be real. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think I actually did a video, top you five. You did way back in the day when you first Yeah, if you go on my YouTube channel, type Richard Lewis. Stuff on you. Yeah. I remember, it must have been around Halloween, right? Because that was when you did that one about society way back in the day. Yeah, society, that's a fucking film. 
That anyway. is a fucking film and a half, that one, isn't it? Like, because yeah. the best thing is you've got to trick someone into watching it who doesn't know what sort of movie it is because they're going to like lose their shit halfway through, aren't they? <laughs> well, quite literally, it turns out in in the film. Um, anyway, <clears throat> right. So, uh, if you want to watch, uh, sorry, if you were to rank the classic betting websites, there'd be one website that was right at the top. dot com. They're the ones who sponsor us. Uh, so make sure if you do like to bet on esports events, you go check them out. You create an account. You can sign up using slash RLS. And if you do that, that shows that you came from my channel, my stream. And that means that you, in, you know, conversely, you end up supporting me because, uh, you know, that's what the partnership's about. But they are a great website, great people to work with. I've been creating some content as well over on their YouTube channel. We've been doing some, uh, interviews with some, you know, uh, uh CS celebrities. That's CS. Go sign up there. They want as many subs over there as possible. So if you like our stuff, go do it. Did one with DK recently? Yeah, did one with DK. If you if you missed that, where we weren't just talking about the state of esports journalism, which is occasionally a niche topic for a lot of you because you're not all esports. Can become a trap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we did talk about a bunch of other stuff as well. So sorry, Sam. You got to be we out there a sorry, fucking bunch. I might just do one episode where I just saw the word road trees and just to fuck with you for an entire. <laughs> for an entire show like uh but anyway do do go and support them and of course shout out to the patrons that brought the podcast back from the dead um so we can rap about gats instead right let's um <laughs> let's get on let's <laughs> shout out to a car i just say it like that <laughs> i just say it like that so it's cool i know <laughs> just putting that in under the wire like talking about them gats <laughs> Shout out to Akala. Anyway. When Tim West talks and he's just like, Tim man, I caught a bullet. And you're like, please don't you yeah, do this. Yeah, Tim Westwood, you're in my neighborhood. You know what's good. It's the big boy with do, do, do. It's when he's pressing yeah. all those buttons for like the soundboard. Get me out. I'm 56 <laughs> and the son of a vicar. It's when someone comes on and does like a freestyle, but they're like a proper American hood rapper. And they're like, you know, like push pound to the hood. And he's like, preach. So, I know. Yeah. You are like yeah, a fifty-eight-year-old man or something. Like, get me out. Preach, church, straight up dog. <laughs> exactly. Straight yeah. up home slice. Fire, fire, fire. That's the bottom line. <laughs> right, anyway, let's um, let's talk about Star Ladder. That was the event that was going on last time we yes. were doing doing the show. Uh, we didn't talk about it in previous podcasts, although we did get asked. Who do we think was going to win? I can't remember if I got it right. I said G2 was a dark horse, and I think I said EG and Fnatic probably in the final, I think. But you can pull it up if you want. I Jim. think I from think what I remember, the two we said we thought would win was EG or Vitality. Yeah. And but obviously now, Vitality ended up doing really badly, and EG did win, so. Yeah, that's, so there's, a, there's, there's lots of storylines coming out from this, right? So I'm going to just do what we usually do, just pull out the ones that kind of leap off the page to me. First thing I got to talk about is because we haven't really talked about them a lot is mouse sports and I think I brought this up before. This was a bit of a strange one because they they they're locked in this habit mouse sports of where they're like um, they always lose their first get like best of three, like in any every tournament they're always behind you know they're always having to play catch up and they came to this one and they lost to north on like the first day right which probably shouldn't be happening all things told if we're just being honest about it based on relative form where they are in the rankings and stuff then they got a layup they got to play that invictus team which ain't a thing they won and then of course they went up against fanatic and lost and they were out of the tournament fanatic obviously went all the way to the final i think it's a bad time to play fanatic in general right now they're clearly revitalized but um there's a lot of people saying 
you know, we, we, we've hit that Pete Carrigan problem, right? Where now what everyone's doing is they're all saying, oh, he's taking his bloody team as far as far as it can go. Do, do we need to make roster changes and stuff? And I was talking about this on Pika's Advantage when I went on as a guest the other day. I'm like, I don't think there's any, like, benefit to making a roster change here if you looked at it. Because the obvious person, sadly, would be probably Chris J would be the person you replace. I think he's like Mr. Mouse Sports super versatile i don't think his statistics bear it out like for example he was the best player in that north series that they lost so i i, I don't know i i just think sometimes you're just gonna have to accept that with a team like this especially a team comprised of young young players a team that the star players in the team are notoriously temperamental form wise like rops and Woksik, right you know one minute they're well beat is the next minute they might go missing that's just how it is um, I, I think you've just got to stay the course with mouse sports until eventually, eventually, you know, Chris J decides to hang up his mouse whenever that might be. And I don't think it's as bad as it looks. They had a bad placement here at Star Series, but I think they're still a very competitive team. And I still think in 2020, there's probably like some very good deep runs, maybe even pick up like some tier two tournaments, maybe get to the final of a tier one tournament. I think there's bright things in Mouse Sports future, but a lot of fans seem like they're lose to be losing the faith, especially off the back of this result here in Style Ladder. I think the thing, by the way, if I lag out anymore, which just told me I'll oh, well, pick yeah. up wherever I cut I off. Uh, the biggest problem I see with the Mouse Sports lineup is they almost never get the big placing. So actually, no matter what they do in the end, the result like the results alone aren't enough to say, well, don't worry about the form. You look at the results, we finished top four, top six. It's actually rare they make top four. But then they're always a team that you think has a chance to do it. And the worst thing, I think the thing that kills me the most is even usually when they get eliminated from tournaments, they end up playing one of the top teams and playing them really close. So every time you watch those games, you're like, fuck, they're this close away from being a top team themselves. But mm. as you mentioned, they can also lose to some of the middle teams. And just generally, like, they're one of those teams where it's, like, close but no cigar. It's like, it actually doesn't matter if you're close a million times. Like, eventually that gets so that people will, as you see now, just be out on you and think, right, yeah, you're probably just, you're probably close to the best but not the best. So one of the problems I see with their lineup is, generally, I think for the team of players, they've done pretty decently. Like, they've done a good job with this squad. But I do think we've basically discovered that at this moment in time, some of the players aren't good enough to be world beaters. Like, the two that really stand up for me is Voxic and Frozen. Like, Frozen, mm. I can give a pass to. He's so young, and he is occasionally having those tournaments. That's like, hey, up further next year, maybe. Maybe, not, maybe that's when you have your breakout and you become a really good player. But unfortunately, Voxic's the one that I feel a bit, a little bit, like, out on. as Hellraisers, I used to think to myself this, like, if he has a good game, he's just a stud. If he has a bad game, he's in Hellraisers. Like, it's probably a hard team to play in. I actually yeah. think, generally, his form goes the same even when he's in mouse. He's a very up-and-down player. So he can sometimes have maps where he's the best player on the server, and you think, great, the superstar player Carrigan needs. But there are definitely tournaments where Voxic's just off his game, and then it's like you don't have enough firepower for you to win these big events. So I feel as though they're actually a team for, like, no-man's land in sports, where they're good enough top 10, they can go close to the top teams, but I don't know if this squad can actually like be. And so I will say, like you mentioned, because of the fact that especially Frozen is so young, Rops is himself still pretty inexperienced, there's a possibility you don't do any roster move and next year they could actually improve. They're a rare team where I think that's possible, but mm. I can see why the impetus is there, why people feel like 
you have to make a change because if you want them tomorrow to become way better, that isn't going to happen with this squad. Like you've kind of seen, like actually they're a fairly consistent squad. Like the kinds of teams they'll beat and lose against are, I kind of like make sense. It's just they don't beat the top teams most of the time, sadly. Even though, as I say, they're playing them close. So I've watched loads of those games, and I always think they're going to break through, but they just don't do it. Yeah, and like Walk Six is a tough one for me because I, I agree. With you. I think when he's on his game, he's like he's a great player to watch. I don't think right now, especially like because he's an Orpa, you can go out and get a kind of equivalent replacement. I think we're about it's to enter... to replace him. I'll say that. Yeah, well, listen, I think we're about to enter into uh, a great drought of or, like good Orpas internationally. I think that's coming because you know you, we're getting we're getting like people starting to retire and drop off. You know your Oscars, your Guardians. I ain't really seen a lot of people out there that are like stepping up and replacing players of that caliber right now with with the AWP, and I don't, I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's like a trend. I don't know if there's an in-game reason for it. I don't know if it's because other guns are just kind of, you know, people are focusing on the overpowered rifles we got right now or whatever. But it's it's going to be tough, and uh, Woxix probably is like going to become c considered. An almost better rapper than he actually is, just by virtue of the lack of competition, you know. So I think holding on to anybody that's competent with that gun right now is is definitely a boon and something you want to do because I think I think we're going to get back to the days like, you know, how they used to say about NIP, you know, when they were dominating. Oh, they don't have a they it, they can't it can't last. They don't really have a good recognized opera or whatever, you know. Um, I think we're going to get back to those days where you're probably just going to see teams that don't have designated opers almost through necessity because there aren't any so I, I i'm very torn on woxic but i still think i still stand firm on the idea that i don't think mouse sports need to make any replacements and they shouldn't do any um you know knee-jerk stuff right it's like the real problem the is course. nobody in their team is bad so it's like on paper you don't want to make a move it's just that at the same time you do want to see them win a tournament or you want to see them have a chance to become champions so yeah, I think that's a tough one to make because I agree. Like, I actually do think it's a good squad. It's just they haven't had the placings. Yeah. You have eventually but, got to get some, you know, seconds or win a small tournament. You've got to do something eventually to kind of earn your keep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tough one. I know I know it was a bit of a bit of a bit of pill to swallow for most sports fans, but I don't think it's as bad as it sounds. I mean, keep in mind as well, bar one or There's two There's a lot teams. of potential with this squad still. Even, yeah, even one absolutely. Move, could be there, yeah. I mean, bar one or two teams, this is about as competitive as an event as you're probably going to see, right? So it's like, you know, it just happens like that sometimes, especially if you're a team like Mouse Sports. Uh, the other um, story, like what you brought them up, is Vitality. Like, I don't know, dude. Everybody got hyped because they made it to the final of which event was it? Uh, was it Dreamhack? Um, Mal Malmo? No, no. Yeah, it was Malmo. Yeah, Dreamhack yeah, Malmo. Malmo. Yeah. yeah. So they made it to the final of Dreamhack Malmo. Everyone's all getting jacked up on the idea that, wow, they've got shocks now. They're going to be really, really good. I, I still wasn't convinced. I felt that was kind of like the peak. You've got to be all fired up at that point. You know, you've got to, you've, your first tournament, you want to prove everybody wrong. And now we're entering into what I call the classic French hours, right? Like they're getting seventh to eighth at tournaments that they probably should have gone deeper in. If you look at the results as well, like I think they had a pretty, like, again, easy run in terms of who they were playing and who they should be able to beat they played uh north again uh they played that invictus so nice and easy there uh you know they win both of those best of threes like you'd expect then i think they went up against uh was it fanatic next they played oh uh, no uh, renegades sorry renegades first. yeah they lost to renegades which is bullshit then they lose to fanatic 
whatever that can happen and then they're in the lower bracket where it's like a must-win game against furia now furia that's a gimme for a team like vitality they should be styling out on those guys furia haven't been relevant uh, as a team for a long long time this is like the best run that they've had certainly since they brought in henny but you know since they had that little breakout party at ecs when everyone was raving about them vitality should have put them to bed and and that series uh, you know, the nature of the defeat, it's like really embarrassing, honestly. If you go and look at it, <clears throat> you know, they they um, they get absolutely bodied on Mirage. But Vitality's pick was Nuke, and it's like, it's 16-9. That, that really isn't a close game on Nuke at all. And and it's the same old story. Like, Zewu was great in that series, but everybody else, I think, I think everyone else on average got like 20 kills in two maps. <clears throat> which is just, you know, same old, same old, right? I mean, if you add in shocks for firepower and he's still, like, lagging that far behind, you know, Zewu, that's a really, really bad sign. Like, Apex never got going. So, I don't know. I mean, I think overall, this is, like, super disappointing for Vitality. They, they, they were losing best of threes to teams. They shouldn't be losing best of threes to here. And when you consider they've gone all in on this idea that shocks is going to be, like, the wingman to Zewu and it's going to take them to the next level... This vitality here probably looked about as bad as it did at the major, honestly. No, I agree. Like, this particular tournament should not count in that. Like, the fact that they finished, like, what was it here? Like, 7th to 8th or something like That doesn't actually count in their favor whatsoever. Because in this particular tournament, as you say, they actually just benefited from getting to play North because North had beaten Mouse, etc. Like, mm. they got, like, an, a wazy initial yeah. bracket. And then basically everyone vaguely competent, they just lost two. And in fact, lost zero to two. And you can even add in, because Zewu's stats at the end of the tournament were still so good, that makes it even more egregious that you were this bad. Because that means it's not... Here's the thing. If I see his stats were bad, I could just say, oh, well, that's why they did badly. You know, the star player was off, whatever. He, he gets his no matter what. So I, I agree. Like, Vitality's problems were clearly bigger than NBK, and they weren't going to be solved just by bringing in shots. Like, mm. I notice on Reddit, people keep finding all these different angles uh to big up rpk like apparently suppose he had like the best stats the last three months in like pistol rounds or something yeah. you know and there's all these reasons why but again it's like you can make great arguments as to why a player should stay in a team but at the end of the day when you are a team that has enough resources pumped into you you must get the placings the placings really are all that matters like there is no cool story that's like well i did well and i finished seventh to eighth and then you know i had a chance but i came ninth to twelfth and you know what this one time i won a best of one i came top five it's like those stories are whack mate like at the end of the day if you're a good team and this is supposed to be a good team that's paid a big buyout for shocks yeah, at this point in time, I could argue with how open the scene is and no team liquid in Astralis at this tournament. Vitality should be winning it. That's what they, with their mindset yeah, is. I agree. These are events that we win because like it's wide open. We're, we're the squad that made the upgrade. So I think this is a very underwhelming result for them. Like way worse than even the placing shows, in my opinion. Yeah, and it, it, again, it, it's just the nature of the best of threes that they lost because you're waiting for them to kick on and really start challenging. They really weren't competitive. It was nah. sad. Not, not, not at all. Um, so I don't know what Vitality are going to do next or how they're going to uh, kind of like process this, metabolize this loss. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, but they, they definitely need to bounce back next tournament. I mean, this is a, it's a high-profile sign, and you pick up somebody like Shox, that's high-profile. You should be having an impact straight away. 
I, I kind of feel as well like I glossed over probably what the biggest failure at this tournament was. And it's going to lead on to another story, um, which I'm going to get in a minute, right? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what to pull up in a sec, Sam. But let's talk about Na'Vi, because I nearly glossed over that. Now, I've been preaching the Na'Vi evangelical a little bit, that since they got rid of Zeus and Edward and brought in, uh, you know, Boomich and Guardian, this is basically a team that should be looking to win some tournaments. They also should be thinking they're going to win this tournament, of course. Yeah, With more teams yeah. looking at Stroth, it should be wide open, right? Them and well, EG should be battling. I, I, I thought that's what was going to happen. yeah. I mean, I had, I had Na'Vi as well. Like, well, the experts you know, aren't all pretty hyped at Na'Vi, at least until this event. Yeah, by the time we did the show, though, and we got asked about it, Na'Vi had already gone out. So it was like, fuck, dude. And and they got knocked out by G2. It was 2-1. It was close. Um, you know, you had an overtime in the first map, 16-13 in the second. Uh, electronic and simple were great. Again, it's the, it's the standard thing that, that happened there. Guardian was missing. I mean... Just didn't again. Just failure at the frag for him. But then it's like it's like a fucking horror show because how did Navi get knocked out of this tournament? Right. Well, they get knocked out of this tournament because they fucking uh, lo lose to heroic. Like there ain't no way, surely, mate. Like this is this is keep in mind. This is the heroic that's just brought in Cadian. This is like a, a team that's still settling by itself. And they lose the 16. And it's not like they themselves went on and did great things at the tournament or anything, you know? They nah, well, listen, the, all this heroic team, that they, they, they sit in the realm of what I call the spoilers. Like, they ain't never going to win shit. They're never even going to get a deep run. They're just going to catch, yes. they're just going to have that one game. They're just going to catch you cold and fuck up your day and fuck up your tournament, well. right? They'll get one person each time, don't they? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, th 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 that's what I mean. Like, every... every you know, like, if you've ever followed, like, um, you know, like, uh, football in the UK, uh, you know, Wimbledon were like that. If you remember the old Wimbledon, the old crazy gang back in the fucking 90s, they would, they would be in a cup, and, like, they got no chance of winning it. They're not going to win silverware, right, because they're not that kind of team. But they get fucking jacked up on the idea of just ruining, like, a Liverpool or a Tottenham or an Arsenal or a Man U, you know? And they just go all out, and they knock you out of a fucking tournament and then go out the next round themselves. Well, Heroic are like the Counter-Strike Wimbledon right now, you know? Meanwhile, Na'Vi losing this, it's, it, and, and again, it is predicated on a weak performance by Guardian, you know, what what you what you can't do is jump out of the frying pan of having to carry Zeus and Edward and get into the fire of having to carry somebody who isn't producing and crucially is the guy who's meant to be the designated orper taking the orp off simple when we all know how effective simple was yep. and i get it simple says he wants the rifle but right now you'd be better cutting guardian picking up almost any half decent cis region rifle and sticking simple back on the orb and there are players out there man like don't tell me that the fucking guys that have anger like you know i know they said they turned down navi before i kind of feel that that was almost like an indictment on the zeus era of navi right i don't think they're going to turn them down again so th this is like a an appalling performance at this tournament for navi and i thought they were already a little bit unlucky in the nature of how they lost at the previous tournaments they've been at um, I, I, I've got to say it. I never thought I would say it. I think the Guardian pickup <coughs> is a fucking bust. Looks like it is. Looks like it, it is. Because here's the thing. Even in that first tournament where they actually did well, they made top four, he wasn't even that good there. He just had like the odd map he was all right on and he kind of hoped he would get better. So yeah. I know it's only like two tournaments in, but put it this way. If he has one more tournament that's bad soon, 
I would even consider like making the cut, especially as the thing that kills this story for me is since he's a legendary player and he's a player that's been to the top many, many times, normally I'll give that kind of a person more leeway. But if you've heard some of the rumblings, some of the rumblings that his poor form is also by like ethic at the moment and that's lazy with practice and stuff. So if that's true, that's a can't have you be like bad in the game, not even be someone who's like totally in Russian and be lazy and not, not put in like the pro like not grind to be mm. good because what you'd hope in this team is that this isn't just Guardian's last team it's a chance to try and win a major on the way out and do big things you know so like I need Guardian trying to get to his peak level so the Guardian I've seen so far as you said it's worse than he's just playing bad he just looks like if you replaced him with anyone from CIS who's half decent they'd, they'd be a team with a chance to win they'd be really good yeah um, so I, I I don't know what's going on here as well, but I mean if you're gonna if you if we're gonna call out like you know vitality since the shocks uh, pickup Navi a fair game as well oh, and like yeah, yeah. yeah they, they they've 100 got to get it together. It started out so promising, and it's 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 already you know going backwards. And and I've I've said it. I think a solution is you know if Simple wants to stick on the rifle, you go get Jane. If Simple's willing to pick up the AWP again then you probably go get Buster. Like, if a Vanguard's getting touted as being sold to fucking VP and people are speculating about what's going on with that team anyway, you can definitely get at one of them players and be like, listen, what do you want to play with a Vanguard for? You had your purple patch, you know what I mean? You got to the major fucking final. Like, you ain't doing that again, so why not come to Na'Vi? We actually got a chance of winning something. So, uh, but anyway, so yeah, I nearly, I nearly glossed over that. Um... But, uh, yeah, it's a pretty big story, too. Uh, right, hang on. What was the other one I wanted to bring up? Um, I'm not going to talk about Nip. I feel that's like beating a dead horse. Let's talk about G2 and this international lineup that they've been putting together. Uh, as I said, I was, like, pretty... We had them down as dark horses when we got asked for the viewers' question last episode. Uh, they didn't quite live up to that billing. Uh, but they did have some very good results here. Again, if you go through all the scalps they took along the way... You got Narvi in there. Uh, trying to think who else they they beat. Uh, it was um, Narvi. They beat Vanguard. They beat uh, Nip, and then eventually lost to Fnatic, who made it to the finals. So, and that was a that was a pretty good series. Uh, there was the you know 16-11, 16-14, It's close. It's back and forth. Um, everybody really pulled their weight. I would say throughout the tournament. Um, there was no legislating for, like, Brolan, went, that was the series Brolan went off. Like, that was his yeah. best performance I think I've ever seen him have, actually. So you can't necessarily legislate for that. But I think we just need to talk about how well Nexa's been doing. There was a lot of question marks about whether or not Nexa could just frag out if he wasn't the in-game leader and was working under another in-game leader's tactics, which causes what he does at Amanek. You know, people have told me various things over there. Like, some people are saying, it's all Amanek, it's the same old style. Other people are telling me, oh, Nexa gets to, like, do mid-round calls and give it give input, like, kind of like a vice captain, a vice caller, whatever you want to call it. I don't know about that. All I know is Nexa's fucking balling out of control and playing really well. I think Hunt has been good. Uh, maybe not as good as I thought he was going to be. I thought he was, like, going to be... be wrecking faces but it is different when you're in a team where the overall fragging um capability gets shared out and everyone gets kind of a, a more even distribution Jax is still playing well form wise you know kenny ain't king kenny but he's still pretty good i i, I just think unfortunately right now anybody who anybody who's playing fanatic bar <laughs> one or two elite level teams are gonna have a bad time because you know they're hitting the sweet spot 
and it, um, I think Fnatic are a real danger. So it was just un unlucky. I think had they been on the other side and been able to dodge Fnatic, you know, they, they could have easily been like semi-finalists here or, you know, maybe even, maybe even finalists. But uh, overall... I think they've made great progress. I think uh, Ocelot's been vindicated in making the pickup. I think Hunter and Nexa have been vindicated. If people were speculating, they were only looking good because they were playing on crazy. I think they've proven they're you know, top-level European players right now. And I think the future is a lot more bright for G2 than it was um, back in the day with the all-French lineup. I, I just think they need to get to a final. They need to have a really convincing run maybe even pick up a tier two tournament, a trophy or something, just to really settle the nerves and get those guys kind of used to what they're doing, used to the idea of winning and kind of, you know, getting G2 fans excited again. Yeah, I actually think these two pickups, in contrast to some of the pickups we've discussed earlier, so far it looks great. Like even when they haven't, like in the first tournament, like maybe one of them had a bad match here or there. Now that they've played these first two tournaments and look at these events they're playing as well by the way like they're getting a lot of yep. maps under their belt because the thing about this tournament being double a limb is like for example i know the fanatic players played like 21 maps each etc like you get a lot under your belt to play so in that context these results actually they might not look that crazy in terms of the final placing but as you say who you're beating how you're matching up with teams like the actual like flashes of potential are very legit. They look very tangible. And I think probably the most crazy thing about this squad, if you contrast them with, even though they're not truly a French team anymore, contrast them with Vitality. Tell you what, this squad has more fragging than Vitality does. Because of the moves they've made, they now have a pretty legit set of players. Like, where are the weak spots? Like, actually, they've got a pretty solid squad. Mm. So if they can just keep developing, get their style down a little bit, I already feel that they're quite close right now to breaking through to that top group of people. I actually feel like this move might end up better than I initially thought when they made the pickup. I thought they would just get fragging alone, but it feels like the blend's been fairly quick. Yeah, I, actually, I think so Like too. I say, it's outshining the vitality move, put that way. Yeah, I, 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 it, it's it's pretty crazy Like that we're talking about international lineups like this, like betting very quickly. Like People don't realize this was like a huge fucking gamble. This could have this backfired spectacularly um and even to the point where there was an old, there's a parallel universe where g2 is stuck with two like serbian players that they can't ever sell on you, you know what i mean like that they, they're just there in the contract gulag but it did you know it hasn't worked out like that at all and in fact if anything probably the next piece that comes into this might be another might could could even be another crazy player you know if they feel that like to go to the next level rather than looking at a french solution or it, now it opens up just having international players in general they're obviously conversing in english they're obviously doing the tactics and strats in english uh everybody seems to be able to understand each other and that's only going to improve over time so i think yeah absolutely the gamble 100 percent paid off um I just feel like if you know next couple of tournaments, I think G two will definitely and by the way, do something a bit more. Just just before I forget, this mm. is another example I would suggest personally that goes in favor of Malik being a good coach. Look at yeah, he's totally. now had these like two di totally different squads, neither of which on paper looked like they're a surefire slam dunk. That he's quickly. Mm developed in a good squads like they're, like they're running the, the time it takes them to hit the ground running with these moves they've made since he's been the coach has been very legit like it looks like he's putting in the hours doing his job yeah and I'm they have changed to... the culture within g2 there's none of that french bullshit of like just trying half the time or not practicing it feels like they've become a real team so what i'm doing now is uh let me fuck, 
where is it? I'm trying to, I've been trying to find this uh, story that happened and I, I don't know if it's been deleted. So Sam, I'm going to have to try and get you to pull what it up. What was the premise? Yeah, well, this, so this is this is what I wanted to talk about in relation to Narvi. I've been quickly searching it, but I couldn't get it. But this is a big deal and it needs to be talked about, right? So during the um, during the tournament, the admin yes, that I was in yeah, the admin that was basically behind Narvi at the time decided to go and publicly like leak stuff. This is mental. Was, no, this is so ridiculous. Publicly leak stuff. That the team, that the players were saying during the game, that the coach was saying to the players during the game. Was it a and, tweet? Was that where he did it? I think it was right. Uh, like it might have been. A, it might have been like that VK or whatever. Oh, they okay, use. fair enough. I know uh, it was like in Russian, just publicly though. Yeah, but yeah, it was. It was. It was publicly available. If somebody can get like the Reddit link with with, with it, that'd be great. Uh, um, yeah, Sam can get. I think this is it. Starlight, a referee about Navi stands behind them during games. Yeah, yeah it was, that's why I couldn't find it. They used the word fucking referee out of nowhere. Yeah, I've been looking for admin. Yeah, yeah. I, I was searching. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, the the translation uh, was um, <coughs> simple is responsible for discipline, but he's raging at his teammates. Everyone's afraid to stop him raging. Guardian tilts and he can't kill. They're trapped in this cycle. Then Blade paused the game and said, boom, which has to start being a captain and not just a player. So, I mean, first of all, that's very interesting to get some, that, that level of insight. So let's just analyze that statement. Let's just analyze that statement. I think that does point to some of the issues that Na'Vi have been having for sure. And it's like, if you're Boomich, how the fuck do you ever rein in a player like Simple? How yeah. are you ever going to tell Simple how to play? How, you know, but this is where Blade, I think, has to help Boomich, right? Like, yes. Blade's got the authority. Blade's got the tenure. Blade's got the understanding of how to talk to star players because he's done it his entire career. Like, Boomich is a little fucking tyke, you know what I mean? Like, he's been, you know, he's just a kid. Obviously, this is a very intimidating situation for him. First ever IGL. And he he's has got to one of the biggest role. stars. He's just been yeah. in the team as a exactly. new guy, hasn't he? Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, the idea as well that, like, oh, if you just bang, you slam your fists down and shout at people, it fixes everything. That's what Zeus was doing. And trust me, it was putting people's nose out a joint anyway. So, you know, it's, it's a bit more complicated than that. But it does show what I what I what I always thought would be true. Like that may be one of the reasons that Guardian, because he's another player, by the way, that can't play in an environment where people are raging and shouting at each other and and, and drama beef. Like he, he he that's not who he is. Like, you know, he was brought up in the old Reason gaming team uh, in Counter Strike when notoriously, if anybody ever raged at anybody, you were just out the team. Like PHP, the the captain just wouldn't have that. He, and they had a team where it was basically a group of players that all understood what each other were meant to, meant to be doing. If you lost a round, no biggie. No one <coughs> makes a mistake while we're on the server playing the game. But we'll talk about all the mistakes we made when we do like a demo review. But he just he he had no truck with you know people raging and stuff in games, and that's where Guardian really came to prominence. That's where he he broke out and became like one of the great orpers in CS, and that's the environment. He's not only used to, but it's the one he flourishes in. So that probably does explain a little bit why Guardian's having a bad time. It's not just that. He has been pretty awful just in terms of aim and reaction time as sure. well. But it's obviously something that's preying on his mind. So I don't, know, I don't know how you feel about this insight into the team overall, but it sounds like I think, I think a couple of things going on. I think Simple recognizes he's lost his form a little bit and he's getting frustrated with that. 
Um, and I think, and also, you probably think when Zeus is gone, now's my time. Now, mm. no, everything's supposed to be perfect, isn't it? So I'd, I'd be frustrated if I got rid of Zeus. Then now it hasn't instantly gone the way I hoped it would. Mm. Can see why that'd be frustrating. Yeah, for sure. So, and this is also like about the worst placing you could have had at this tournament. Like, like it couldn't have gone any worse, could it? Let's face it. So, like, this would be the most stressed that the new lineup would be. That makes sense. Oh, totally. But then, just on the point. I don't yeah, know what the more doing. abstract points, the one I wanted to have a rant about. Yeah. It, now, listen, this, 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 what this ref did is some of the most outrageous, unprofessional behavior. Like, I, I don't even know where I would um, rank this. No, listen, this would be a reasonable ground to fire this immediately. Oh, well, they did fire immediately. this guy. Oh, okay, good. So, so we'll we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Uh, Sam, by the way, you can go find the thread if you want where he gets fired as well. That'll be useful. Um but uh spoilers <laughs> uh, but um yeah I, I, like i can't even imagine what you're thinking and and th th there's some potential repercussions of this because now you now people are starting to think about something that i've always been you know i brought this up before you put right these volunteer people in a booth or behind a team right now people might start wanting to start, you know, putting shit together. Where are these leaks coming from? Yep. R right? And then also, yeah, fucking hell. If I was an in-game leader, right, and I knew one of the refs that had been stood behind a team at a tournament, and, if, and, and I trusted that ref to understand the game well yeah. enough, I might want to slip him a 50 or a 100 to tell me some stuff about their tactics, about their setup, what they're doing, how they're Absolutely. rolling. Get some demos, get some inside intel, try you and get in their heads. You'd be able to look the guy's shoulder, look at his fucking glaive's notebook and see the strats. You know, yeah. the actual, oh, like, uh, like potential for abuse is crazy if you think about it. Yeah, it, it's it, it's insane to me. So the idea that a referee would, like, and, and man, this is what I'm talking about. The pure cancer of the fucking clout chaser. The cancer behavior of the clout chaser. Like, Have you noticed me. as well, by the way, what I wanted to say was this. Why is the CIS region so infested with clout chasing? Now that might sound weird. Why am I why am I singling out CIS region? Right? Every region in the world has like gossip and stuff. No, think about back in your mind through CSGO history. How many times have you heard stories come out in the CIS CSGO scene, in CIS scene rather? And it's not only that it's like really private info, but mm. it'll just come out like through a big figure. Like some other yeah. guy from a team will just be like, yeah. by the way, guys in the community, that my rival team's going to make a massive player change. These players are joining. The other guy's left because he hates them. And uh, the manager said that he's going to fire the next the new recruits. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. this team owner's an doing anonymous it. person. Team Do owner's not, doing it. Like, what I don't get is this. They always get mad at me in the CIS region, I've told you. And the line they say is the same every time. It's the same thing the Brazilians tell me. You should respect us. Why don't you respect our scene? Why the fuck would I respect your scene? You don't even respect each other. Like yeah, you, know, no. you just act like little little snitches, basically. Because like, here's the thing: I get it that info will leak out through the scene. But like I say, the distinction for me is when info leaks out through the Swedish scene. It's not like JW just tells us who's joining Nip directly on his Twitter. Like it comes out like passively, doesn't it? Like these guys are like pissed with how much the clout chasing is really disgraceful. Like, listen, I, I, I just don't, I just don't get it. It's like, it's like I say, it was, it was one of the things that I used to hate Zeus. Uh, not hate, you know what I mean? Like, oh, he was definitely a, a fucking. But like, just another clout chaser, like just everything. Filming I would imagine people, people like him and stuff. Like, what are you doing? You have to figure as well. People like him. Bear in mind, he's a legend. Of, you have to remember, guys. No matter what we make jokes about in the CIS region, Zeus is like their god B. 
He's a fucking legend to them. So yeah. if your most legendary leader himself is like a 14-year-old 4chan kid just posting stupid stuff, well, you can imagine it, it's going to influence the scene, isn't it, mate? If that's your elder statesman. Like, yeah, I know. It's a shame people like Blade aren't the ones that uh, get held up. They're the legends, mate. They're the ones who behave like you want a legend to. It's like, if you want to get that information out as well, right? Let's say the purpose of it is like to derail a competitor and sure. you're doing it like some corporate espionage type bullshit, right? Then like, just leak it to a journalist. That's, That's why you, you know do. it's for clout because they... Yeah, exactly. Like, Even a really famous person thinks, I want this tiny Twitter bump from this drama. Yeah. They just fucking love that shit. And it's like, listen, like I said, the most wretched, servile, pathetic creatures on earth, like, are, are just clout chasers. Like, it's just the worst, man. Like, we, we had them in League of Legends for years. Remember how they call themselves, like, Twitter analysts? Yes. And they would sit there and just watch a veto and, like, whatever the fucking, whatever the captain of the team or the coach of the team had, had picked, like, you know, or, or whatever comp, team comp they put together, they'd be going, like, well, th this is wrong because of this. Like, all full-on benefits. They were basically, like, the like, eSports equivalent of the people who are like, well, actually, and then they just try to nitpick the most, you know, like, well, actually, six people didn't die. It was actually five and a half, and one of them died later on life support. It's like, yeah, yeah all right. Yeah, yeah, well done. Let's make this all about you. My mistake. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and like, it, it's ridiculous. It's like I say, you, you know, think about it. The, they never learn neither. They never learn neither, right? Like, that fishiest dude kid, like, mate, fucking move on to something else now. Like, how many times you gonna fucking? You're not even missing a bullseye, mate. You're missing a fucking dartboard. You're putting the dart in a fucking wall. The, the fucking landlord's getting super pissed off, mate. He's having to buy all new plastering every time you throw a fucking dart. You're that fucking shit. It's not like you're close to the bullseye, mate. You're you're off the. Yeah, you're gonna say Valve gonna Dude, make an announcement at the major of the. Say that saying. This is as good as a mile. They don't mean it literally, mate. Like you're you're. <laughs> like, take any. Um, you have to. <laughs> He's gone. Has he? Lags. Oh, that's oh, a big man. Right, that's a big man. Like, there you go. You back. Yeah, no, no, no. You had a big man. Like, you had a big man. Like, the last thing I heard was, "You got to." All right, you've got to at least try and get close. Like, I would even say, "Crazy concept, Richard." Maybe verify a story before leaking. I know. The key just word maybe. is verify, isn't it? You know. Just maybe. But then, like, you know, he's doing it again with that Avanga being sold to VP. And the madness is I had people sat in the chat when we were talking about that going, well, my sources. Don't you want the fuck are your sources? <laughs> You're a Twitch chat cunt. What are you talking about? Your source, mate. What's your fucking source? What are you talking about? Now, even if that turns out to be true, everyone's fucking straight denying it. It's pretty embarrassing. I wouldn't want to take that risk. And again, what are you doing it for? Uh, what, what people don't know is I tried to fucking square up with this, um, you know, uh, Rush B Media guy, right? And and Fishiest Dude. And I, and I basically got uh, VP Esports to agree to give him, like, you know, a job and, and uh, as, like, journalists, but there would be editorial oversight for all of their Which stories, what they need. obviously. Because that's what they need, that. right? Yeah. They never took me up on that offer. Do you know why? Because doing good journalism work ain't the same as Twitter clout. Oh, it isn't, of course. You get less attention. Imagine an editor and, telling and, you, actually, you can't run this story. Exactly. Yeah, we haven't verified it. We haven't got a story there. And he's like, but it's, I have this all, this will blow up, dude. Like, if I get this out now, it's like, yeah, but we haven't verified it. Like, yeah, that's that's the sad thing, by the way. Here's the thing. If you sat at home and you're thinking you'd like to be an esports journalist, 
it's not all breaking a big story and getting all the plaudits. Like half the time, by the way, and this is the reality people won't understand. Half the time as an investigative journalist, it's doing the legwork and then some other cunt beating you by 10 minutes or by half a day when you were mm. going to have that story. You put in all that work and you get nothing for it. You get paid yeah. zero for that time you invested. Now you know about a lot about the information, et cetera. But like, as a result, the incentive eventually becomes, if you have no ethics, why don't I just skip this whole process? I keep getting caught in the process, don't I? When I have to verify it, I have to run the story down. This guy's beating me. So how do I beat him? Why don't I just go live with almost no verification? That's the temptation, know. isn't it, to the hack, unfortunately? No, but, but and this is what they do. And it's like, some of it's just ridiculous shit. Like this. How could a referee ever think in his fucking mind what he, that what? Oh, I was behind the team today at a tournament, and guess what? They were arguing, and guess what they said in their comms? And get, what you ever thought that was acceptable? And you know what? That in the back of the mind, they're thinking, "This is my big moment now. I got some inside information. Everyone's gonna fucking love me." Well, first of all, it's Navi fans that need to know. But you putting this information out public, which, by the way, Navi, no one's denying it because it is the stone cold truth. Right? It's interesting to know. But Navi fans should fucking hate you. Because now you just created more pressure on, on yeah. that team. Right? That's a good job, Sam, by the way. That's that's banging. Uh, and then then the other uh, the other thing is like the guy the guy honestly thought he was gonna get away with it and just skate. <laughs> like can you imagine in a world like, I know. so anyway. And this is another reason why I couldn't find the thread. Now he's a judge. <laughs> he's a referee and a judge. We all call him admins. All of a sudden, everyone getting new words for it and that. But anyway, basically, he got fired, as he had to be. And there was um, there was uh, some people, uh, his statement was... I'm going to go ahead and guess some idiots probably defended this guy, didn't they? Right. I was actually pleasantly surprised. I'll say that. Okay, but enough. anyway, it goes, it, it, what, it, his statement was, it was unprofessional, unethical, and thoughtless. I absolutely shouldn't have made this public, and I betrayed Na'Vi. I mean, again, he don't realize you ain't just betraying Na'Vi by doing that. You're betraying your whole company, by the way. The the repercussions for this could so have been Salad company loving this as well. Yeah. Give us a yeah. break, guys. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> like, you just had all that fucking major stuff going on, and now this. But anyway, I absolutely shouldn't have made this public, and I betrayed Na'Vi by making it public. I liked being a ref. I wanted to build esports. I wanted to tell uh, about it. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about it as it became a huge part of my life. And there's still so many people who know so little about it. So I fucked up. I should be more thoughtful. I got my punishment. I want to thank everyone I've been working with. It was a pleasure to work and learn new things for you. I hope everyone knows you got to think before you act. I mean, listen, we all know that, yeah? <laughs> so I don't know what you were fucking doing. But generally... The consensus is that, yeah, what he did is inappropriate. It's the right move. He got fired. Um, you know, worthy of a termination. Like, generally, uh, Reddit seemed to have a good handle on this one. So congratulations to people who posted in here saying he deserved to be fired. Congrats. You're, you're good. You're all normal. Well done. Um, For once, you got it right. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> Somebody I'm surprised the they weren't like, oh, he stole their opinions. <laughs> I did, I did, I did like as well. By the way, there was someone who just completely missed the point. There, there were some banger comments, but you had to go right down to the right, bottom okay. before, right? Somebody went, these so-called journalists leaking business matters and Reddit moves. Reddit sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> A guy Sleep. leaks team comms. Pitchforks uh, out. Real shit. Right. <laughs> like, hang on, right? Real shit. 
Yeah, real. I, like, I, I got bro. Like, you know what? I got bro, though. What are you saying, thing. though? Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's a journalist's job to be leaking this, and he's signed, like, no, uh, you know, agreement to keep stuff secret in the booth and all that, right? And you're saying that's bad, but a guy you actually violated is, you know, like the trust and everything of the job he directly did. Apparently, that's pitchforking, mate. That was from hash 1096. What a genius, like. Like, by the logic of this guy, he would go like this. When a journalist reports a big business deal coming up, you sleep. But when your family position, physician reveals that you have AIDS, you get annoyed at that for some reason. Why the double shit. standard? I know exactly. Like, what? Real AIDS? <laughs> like, give me a break. What's mad is, I, I always bring this up. The thing that yeah. tilts me the most is the people who just tell you that stuff isn't happening that they don't know about. Because they are just gaslighting you. Like, you know the people who say it, like... Like, it's one thing if they just said, I just don't like people using the word mentally ill. It's when they're like, but not also, everyone who disagrees with you is mentally ill. It's like, no, I'll give you an example. Here's no, an example Ill of a daily interaction, right? So, I had a person who... where Because I, I did a video yesterday for one of the sponsors of my YouTube channel, right? Which yeah. is a skin ecosystem. It's a skin marketplace. It yeah. is in no way, by the way, gambling in any way. It has nothing to do with gambling whatsoever. But this person, when I did a video, his reply went like this. He said, you got mad at HLTV when they were sponsored by CS GoFast and promised people easy skins. Yet now you are sponsored by a gambling company who promises people easy skins. It's like, that is mental illness, guys, because nothing about the facts of what he said actually line up with reality. Like, no, I am no, not no, sponsored no. by a gambling company. I am not sponsored by a company that promises easy skins. I'm promised by a, a, I'm sponsored by a company that basically says you can buy skins from us. Like, that. there's not even any connection. So, in that scenario, like, that person, I can't engage with that because it's, it's just mental illness. Like, that guy lives in a fantasy world where he just happens to think that I live in the same world as him. So, like, there's a lot of people like that on the internet. There's too many people, some would say. No, I, I I I agree. Like I've said it a bunch of times, and I'll say it again. Like when when you when somebody just says something to you that like is so divorced from reality, like what do I do here? And then you go, listen, you are showing signs of mental illness. Yeah, they're called delusions, psychopathy, whatever you want to call it. But basically, one of the key symptoms is if you imagine something that ain't real, but you behave like it is, you probably want to talk to a doctor, mate. Because like <laughs> like just think about it. But so I'll give you an extreme example. You know that guy that you know on the street corner who tells you the city he used to work for the cia and he gets his messages through the fillings in his teeth i'm just gonna tell you that ain't real like i know you're surprised i know you're surprised that uh, he, he's been doing is, deep cover i believe he's it. been doing deep cover being homeless for 10 years right i know that but he's he's his box is gone and, he, and it's sad and someone should get him some help so when you say to me well richard lewis <laughs> you said this and it's like no but i didn't i've never said that though never said that like there's this guy duncan you'll love it right um for three years, there's this guy on, on Twitter, and he claims that during MLG Columbus, well, this was his first story, um, I got asked what I thought about Na'Vi's tactics, and I went, oh, those tactics are our word. I'm just going to play it safe for Twitch TOS, okay. so you know which our word I'm talking about. Okay. Um, and I never said that, because I wouldn't say Is that. Is this Why supposed to be on, on camera, you mean? Yeah. 
There's no German way you'd say that on an event. No, no, I know. Way. There's no way yeah, I'd yeah. say that on an event, right? And, uh, he, and and so I said to him, I said, well, if I did say that, like, I don't remember it. No one remembers it. No one brought it up. There was no Reddit thread. There's no evidence of it on the internet. Can you show it me in the Back in that me? era, especially, that would be a clip, for sure. Like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and he said, he said, oh, uh, MLG deleted it. They memory hold it. But I'm like, but the VOD's right there. The whole They're not thing, Stalin, the whole you know. Show. What the fuck's he talking about? They're not doing yeah, right? shit. But then every time, every time I get brought up, like in a drama or whatever, he crawls out the woodwork and he tells this story again. But every time he tells it, the details change. So he came out of the woodwork again when that Overwatch thing was going on. No, it was the Pokemon when Pokemon oh, came right, in and wanted cool. to sell his fucking bullshit, like because he did a YouTube video about how sports <laughs> betting odds are the best, the and best. then like every yeah. underdog won, proving he's a fucking mug. But I know, anyway, it's hilarious, wasn't it? Right. So this guy <laughs> replied to him, going, "You should just ignore." Richard Lewis during an e-league broadcast last year I'm like wait mate here we go your story's all over the fucking road now I was saying to him like please just I wasn't even being rude to him I'm going can you just engage with reality do you understand that your original story was I did this MLG and you've been harping on about this for three years and now you're saying it's e-league can you please choose which one it is and he's going why are you personally attacking me I'm going I'm not personally attacking you was it e-league or was it MLG can you answer the question and they won't answer the question because this is another true thing it's like they say you'll never wake up a sleepwalker right I mean, that's a myth. That's bullshit. Wake them up. It's fine. They don't die or nothing. But, but, but when it comes to like being that fucking gone, if you present somebody with, with objective fucking reality, sometimes they can have a real bad break. They can't engage with it. Happened to my mate when he had full-blown drug psychosis. He was, when, when he got took to the hospital, he was sat in a car and he was staring at the glove compartment of the car and he was watching telly. But there ain't no telly in his glove compartment. Right? He was watching the football match on the TV. He made up a football match. Wayne Rooney! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was... wonder if that's how Tarek did it when he got on that plane one time where he was doing a long haul from, like, LA to Ukraine. And he did a photo where there was no entertainment system when he got on this, like, 11-hour flight. Like, he must have been doing the same thing, just looking at the back of the chip, but, like, Man, la, like that, that, 11 that, hours. That, this is how I know so much about it, right? Because that story was mental, okay? So I'll just I'll just tell the story. It's like it's like a four-minute deviation. Right, and it's going to be some of that straight-fire off-the-cuff BTN content. It's really sad now, because he, he's, he's dead now. Like, my, my, my mate is dead now. But, like, this story is, like, the, the sort of funny and scary part of, like, mental illness. So, anyway... It's he, all right, though, because before he died, like, he did actually get a car with a massive glove compartment, which is always a treat. <laughs> yeah, it had a happy ending. He got his TV. <laughs> now, listen, all right. Listen, right. So, That's so unreasonable. <laughs> So, listen, no. so what happened was he 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 got hooked on them like um fucking tamazepam and all that right oh, he was just, yeah he was he was just popping them all the time so he would go and have these unbelievable like crazy lucid dreams but when the psychosis started kicking in he couldn't differentiate between what he dreamed right. um when he woke up he thought the dreams were real so this one time right he had this dream where him and his family went to watch Wales play um Croatia or someone in, in in Eastern Europe in the football and in his dream they were all out there watching the game and for some reason they took his pet dog Scooby as well right so he, this is all true I swear you out. can't even make this up mate can't even make it up. Scooby though like, like, like mysteries isn't he why else would he take exactly. him so uh, you know R.I.P. Scooby as well by the way uh, so anyway, he's dead as well as anyone. Yeah, smart. mate. Sorry, Look, I mean... uh, it's sad. I think. I think. I think the entire family's gone. Even the dog now. <laughs> no. Yeah, rough, rough story, mate. 
Anyway, no, 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 but I'm trying to do the, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do the good bit. I'm trying to do the good bit. So anyway, so in his dream, what happened was there was a riot at the fucking stadium, right? And um, his, his, his mother and his dad got, like, detained, and the dog got put in a dog pound in his dream, right? So he woke up, he comes down the stairs, like... And he's he's going oh fucking hell fucking hell like we gotta we gotta we we you know my my, my mother and fucking and, and and Roger have been fucking arrested in Croatia when we went to see the football and they've got Scooby as well and everyone's saying to him like yeah but but like how have you got back from Croatia overnight in a day and he's going no 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 we 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 got a late I got a late night bus because I had to come back and fix all this and going okay so anyway his 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 mother walked in come back from work and he's like going fucking hell you're back from croatia and she's going what what are you talking about like what are you talking about gar and he's going oh you're back you're back we got to get scooby now is scooby around then the fucking dog comes in and he's like and she's going like what what, what do you think happened he tells the story and then he goes like oh okay and she just goes like i'm gonna i think we should just take you to hospital so they put him in the car he sat in the car like fucking fully trying to process like what the fuck is going on by here and he said he was watching highlights of the game that he imagined in his mind on his tv in the thing and he got out the car and his his, his mother said to him like when are you all right and he went yeah i was just watching the goals from the game like this is so silly i don't know why you're taking me to the hospital and she goes what were you watching the highlights on you went to the tv in the glove compartment and she's going it's a car you do know we don't have a tv built into our glove compartment we're not james bond or nothing and it, it, he slowly started to wake up to the fact he'd gone fucking mental he'd gone mental and he was like yeah you're right i know deep down there ain't no tv in our car like what the fuck so they had to put him in a home like he was he was he was sectioned and i just feel like <clears throat> when i heard that story it's like i just i see that every day on fucking twitter legit i see it every day like those motherfuckers wilding out just imagining shit and telling me it's real and i'm going you're mentally ill and everyone goes how dare you like i'm trying to help you mate you gotta you know what i mean like there ain't no your mother's not coming back from croatia imaginary croatia to drive you to the hospital the only person you've got is me i'm trying to fucking save you here like it's fucking wild, dude. How psychotic people get. Your mic's uh, muted, Dunk. Oh, yeah, you're oh, muted, by the way, bro. There he goes. Nah, I still can't hear. Still gone. <laughs> Zoom in. There we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. I, nice. I don't know why I'm massive bit of Prometheus there, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> right, well, we no, got what's, them. what's ridiculous about that story is like some people who are too far gone like that, like you say, you can't even actually bring them back the way you think you would with like breadcrumbs of the story. Like, look, nah. this doesn't match that, does it? Like, at the end of the day, like, we should just do a fucking crowdfunding initiative. Get all these fuckers off Twitter. We'll have, like, you know, the end of that movie, like, A Scanner Darkly, where they're all just, like, in some fucking, like, farm somewhere. They're all drug psychosis, like, reamed out victims. You Substance know, like, We're just going to have to do that, yeah. We're just going to have to make some farm for, like, the Twitter crowd. They can just they can just till potatoes for the rest of their lives. <laughs> there's nothing else they can do at this point in time, is there? They're just done. 
so right let's get back to starladder right <laughs> um but yeah anyway if you're oh this was the other thing i was going to make up i think there's now an argument by the way for saying that admins or refs or judges or whatever the fuck we're calling them today should be signing them M NDAs. Might oh, make you should. think twice. It should be a legal consequence. Yeah, I think I, I think I think that's a new thing you bring especially in. Especially because, as you said before, like no one's gonna think this, but especially judges that, like, for example, in this case, this guy knew Russian, didn't he? Like in that particular scenario, if you get in with that guy, you might get some secret info about a team like Navi that they wouldn't even be able to guess you could know because they might think, well, you're Danish, you don't know fucking Russian. Like the actual potential for abuse is even bigger than this. So I agree. Now that we've started to see some issues come from this, let's just let's just put a bunch of rules in place. So at least there's a precedent as to what you do when someone's in trouble like that. Like we know what the, the punishment is, what you're trying to avoid, etc. Yeah. Well. I'm back. Yeah. yeah, just finished talking. Oh, I like, no, I couldn't tell because it went like, yeah. it no, out. Right. So, good. Right. Anyway, back to Star Ladder. So, let's talk about the uh, other storylines that came in, uh, which are uh, Furia, I guess. Do you, you want to talk about these yeah. guys a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I, I, again, on, on Pika's advantage when asked about Furia, I basically said I, I felt this was a team that had kind of gone about as far as it could have gone. Absolutely. And that even with the addition of Henny, who's been like probably their best player of late since he come in, um, I still think you need too much to go right for this team uh, for it to have a deep run. But it definitely went right out here. I mean, like, I, I, I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt in terms of the teams they beat. I'm always going to say the higher-ranked teams probably should have done better. But honestly, they, this is like the best Fury I looked in a long time. It weren't an easy run for them by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, it started really bad for them. They were they were on the on the ropes right from the start because they lost a nip and you thought it was going to be business as usual for Fury. But then they went on a run. They beat Five Power. They beat Vanguard. They uh, then get to play Evil Geniuses. They lost in that series. Um, that was a pretty good series again. I, I think Furia, even though they lost 2 0, 16 12, 16 13, again, it comes down to those one or two mistakes. So then they're fighting for the life. They, next up's Vitality. You're like, they ain't going to win that. They win that. Then you're like, okay, well, now they got G2. They ain't going to win that. They win that. Then they get Renegades, and you're like, well, they ain't going to win that. They win that. And then they get Fnatic and take them to three maps. So this was like a fucking crazy. Uh, and again, super close series there. So this was like a, a, an almost unprecedented like throwback. This is the best they, they've looked since that, that ECS <laughs> run they had. Best they looked since they brought Henny in the team. I just do kind of feel like it's a fucking aberration, frankly, because you need Serato firing on all cylinders in this team. You need Jury firing on all cylinders on this team. You need Henny to not be temperamental and be consistent in this team. And you need that. That's the baseline for you to take a run at the top teams so it, it's a great result for them and a reminder of what we like about this team to begin with how exciting they are how explosive they are you know a lot of heart a lot of guts a lot of determination like even when they were down massively in games they get like seven eight rounds on the bounce and bring it competitive again but honestly i just i can't see i can't see fury ever living up to that potential when they were fifth in the world it, i, I kind of feel like maybe we all got a bit ahead of ourselves I do think if you look at the other top teams in the game, as you said, like everything kind of needs to align to even have a result like this where they didn't win the tournament, but you know, they still went pretty deep. And as you said, got some very nice results, either close games or direct wins over bigger ranked teams. The problem is 
their lineup, it's so much more obvious where the win conditions have to come from. Like the players you just named, 100% have to perform very well. Like it's not, there's no universe in which like art is just going to take over the game. That's not going to happen. Yeah. So like, I kind of do feel like this was a, the perfect storm of like all three of the big names had a really big tournament. Like Henny's stats, they're never going to be like simple numbers, but for his career, he's had really nice stats since he joined Furia. Like he's been having much, much better games than the Henny I remember from years ago, who was like a completely plateaued mm. player. So that move itself, it's turned out to be a better move than I expected. That's actually looking like it, it gives them some firepower. The diff the problem is, I, I don't think it's reasonable to actually think this can be a top team. Like I'll, I'll just give them props for the run and say, great underdog run, well done. Like everything came together. It's just like, the problem is, if you want to believe they're an underdog who's going to become legit, you shouldn't be thinking, well, they've sort of reached their potential. You think there are loads of potential to go. Is there loads of potential? Like, I think they've actually just done a good job with who they've got. Yeah, well done. I have to say, I thought they'd fall completely irrelevant. So even just this result is a big deal in my book. Like, actually, yeah. makes them at least a, a player in the game. You know, they might at least be on the fringes of some interesting results. Yeah, and, and again, I, I think uh, I wouldn't like put them down like the heroic spoiler status. I think this is an opponent you absolutely have to respect and prepare for every time you see them in the fucking, um, you know, on the horizon. But um, I, 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 it's just a little bit suspect for me if they're ever going to have that consistency. Um, I, I think as well, there's probably going to be another roster change somewhere down the line in the next three months or something. I, I think there's still like some really good Brazilian players floating out there playing on teams that is like just there's surely got to be. Come on, man. There's got to be at least one or two that we haven't seen that must be really good. There's so many people playing. Well, yeah, but I ain't even just talking about like people we don't know i'm talking about people we do know like i'm not talking about the people that have had like chance after chance after chance after chance but i did see the announcement today like that bolts had just joined that ints team and i'm like come on man like i i still think he's a little bit better than that but you know and if you i think if you put one more veteran into this team oh i agree yeah you probably someone like bolts would be a good shout a, yeah we're probably talking and want to do yeah but you know, well, I guess I guess we'll wait and see where it goes. Obviously, they've just had a third place here. At, uh, at, at the Star obvious Series. one would be is if you want the firepower, get Thorpe's in it. Like he's the obvious guy you'd try yeah. if you wanted to go for a gamble on a big name, you know. So I agree. Like uh, that's probably the other thing. You give this team a few months, they have a nice result here. They have a not great result there. They have a bad result. They have a decent result. Eventually, they themselves, I think, will come. You'll see that. Yeah. It's like this is the finished five-man lineup. Is it like we can change and get better? Mm. Um. Right. I'm going to leave Renegades talk because we'll talk about them before the, the yes, uh, show ends. Uh, let's let's just do the final then. Yeah, so, sure. Fnatic, uh, runners-up at this tournament, obviously won Malmo. Uh, so, the, the golden effect continues. It's not just golden, obviously. And I think we've got to talk about, like, a little bit of a weakness here that definitely was apparent in this final. Although, I think people were mega overplaying it. Uh, because I think, you know, uh, you have to understand, like, three months ago, like, you wouldn't even expected Fnatic to be making it to a final. So you can tell the fans, they come out and they nitpick about what's bad rather than looking at, like, the unbelievable amount of progress they've made just by virtue of adding Golden uh, into the lineup and bringing Flusher back. So, but I think overall, like, the the good to to start by focusing on the good i think like the, the the golden effect is very real i think flush is playing better than i expected he would on his return uh jw 
uh, for the most part, although certainly not in the final, seems to be having some form. Crims is Crims, one of the best ever to touch the game. Uh, and obviously, uh, Brolan's had like had a number of series here where finally you can see why everybody was excited about him back when he was like 16 and coming through the ranks. Because now, you know, we're talking about like a 17-year-old kid or whatever he is, uh, nowhere near his peak, nowhere near his skill ceiling, and he's getting better tournament to tournament. It's it, it's ridiculous some of the series that that he had in uh, Malmo and out here in in Star Series, and when you consider you probably got two more years before he's really fully matured at his peak, becomes the complete package. I think this is great. Sweden, this is like the first like Swedish talent that's actually coming through and living up to the to the billing and the hype in a long, long time. Um, and definitely, I feel like he's very well positioned. He's going to learn from some of the best people to ever play. He's got an in-game leader that's obviously very active and, and cares about tactics and people's development. I think Fnatic winning the tournament and making it to the final of the next tournament, like you just got to say this move's legit and that this five need to, if they do have any more problems on the horizon, they better work through it because every time Golden's in the team, Things happen, you know, and, and, and they, they go and they win tournaments or get to finals and they look competitive. So I think Fnatic should be really happy with where they're at right now, even though in a second we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of the issues they got. Yeah, the, the thing about the Fnatic team that might is might be an interesting distinction to make is I don't think, as I said on the last episode, I don't actually think if you look at them as a team, they should win tournaments. Like, obviously, this tournament, like two of the best teams in the world, it's no good result. One thing I estimated when they made this lineup again, because you could do this, is they have instant chemistry. Instant. Oh, obviously, they've played together in the past, mm -hmm. and then they've had Poland since then. So obviously, it's not like it's a brand new five team coming together. But like the, that's the craziest thing is like the reason why they're so competitive in games against the absolute best teams. They're even beating squads that are supposed to be below them in terms of like the eye test. It's because the chemistry is like there instantly. Normally, that takes months and months to get to. Like they've had it from event one, so that's already making them look really like a, 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 above and beyond the parts that they have. Like you can you can see that they don't need to have people have simple numbers to, to win a series. Like they can get by with like just the minimum number of frags because they've got the team player, they've got the style. I do think Brawlan is the key player to highlight though. Like he was always the X mm. factor in this lineup because listen, the others are all known quantities. Like except for Golden, maybe we kind of know who all the other guys are in their careers. Obviously, Brawl or Young, like you say, it's not fair to expect him to be a superstar player. And actually, this was the count event. Occasional event. Yeah, but when you consider, like I said, twenty-one maps and got these numbers, yeah, fucking big-time stuff. And the key thing for me is don't put the Zewu simple type pressure on a guy at their shoulders. That most normal players aren't going to be like that. But what's cool for me is you look at Brolan, you look at Sergey and Ens, you look at Frozen and Mouse. Mate, in a couple of years, we are going to have an amazing set of star players come through our scene. Like, you can actually see the next one starting to come. It's just the difference is some of these are the normal players. Like, they're just going to take a couple of years to get to the top, and then they'll be the next, whatever, Elise or something like that. You know, they'll be a very, very good player. Like, we have Breezies, the ones that don't initially immediately catch your eye, and you know they're going to make it. Like, so I think Brawlan is a positive, and he can continue. This is going to be what I think about this team for me. I just like to watch them play. They make fucking yeah. entertaining matches. That's the thing. So whether I think they can be the best, no. But I definitely want to watch them play. Like, I'd love to see this squad go against fucking Team Liquid or someone or EG again. Like, these are good matches, actually. 
They're just a fun team to watch. The other yeah. players are a bit up and down, though. Like, I think, I expect, here's my prediction. Expect it to be this way. One tournament, JW will have nice stats. The next tournament will be fun. And mm -hmm. while one the other one of a bad tournament, they're just not going to be like super superstar players, but they're certainly in current form good enough to play at this level. Yeah, well, this is this is the thing everyone's talking about, right? And and you know, uh, th th this is why people like a lot of Fnatic fans got mega upset because it was very apparent in the final, and that is that the CT side uh, for Fnatic is is a real struggle for them to put up numbers. Like even when they get a lead, if they start on the T side and they get a good lead on the T side, they can't close out the game. I mean, if you go look, uh, I think overall it's something ridiculous, like. I think in the final, it's something insane. Like, they took, like, I don't know. Like, I almost want to say, was it, like, four or, or, or two fucking CT rounds or something? It was, it was like, ridiculous how few they actually managed to convert. They get everything done on the T side, which is interesting, because that's almost like, yeah, there you go, it was two, um, according to the chat. So it's, like, it's almost like an inverse of how the, you know, famous Fnatic from 2015 used to play, because they get it all done on CT. They just shut you the fuck out. You know, the door was fucking closed. Like, you had to run onto a bomb site and you're like, it's okay. It's just crims. Get fucked. Three of you are dead. I'm dancing around the fucking smoke. My boy's coming behind you. And that, and that's just how it is. Like, you, you have to be you have to be so good to beat them. Now, here's the thing. I think fixing the CT side, infinitely easier than fixing the T side. So I've got, I've got no doubt that that's going to come. And if that does come, we're talking about a fucking easily comfortable top four team in the world here if Fnatic keep this form up so uh that's going to be interesting like to have another team out there on the mix but like if you're getting so much done on the fucking t side anyway if you're making games competitive while having these bad ct sides like holy shit man that's that's great news and it, it again it points to what golden does as an in-game leader he's giving you that playbook He's giving you those setups, he's giving you those executes, and you're going out there and you're listening, you're doing your thing, and you're hitting your shots, and you're making it difficult for people. So, I, I think as well, though, probably worth factoring in those stats, and this is one thing people weren't talking about on Reddit. Fa it's definitely worth factoring in right now that the Krieg is a factor in people getting more done on the T-sides in general. I think if we went and had a look at top teams, there's probably, uh, there's probably a big skew right now in the meta towards T-sided uh, numbers because obviously the Krieg is fucking out of control. Um, so have to have to wait and see if that changes and whether that's like going to be like one of them Ents things, like when they were fucking bodying people with the Org meta and now they're nowhere. So have have to wait and see how it goes down. But I just think overall, like fuck me, like what more? What more could you have hoped for, Fnatic? Like we oh. all sat here and laughed about it. Flusher back, Golden back, like fucking hell. They're out of ideas. They're out of shit. And since then, they've won a tournament and got to a final. So, you know, I think uh, everyone should be really, really happy. And I think they'll nail that CT side down eventually. Now, of course, we get to talk about EG. They went out and had that difficult tournament at Malmo. Um, you know, coming, they did barely had any days to prepare for that. They had to, like, literally get on a plane coming out of the final of the IEM that they won. They go straight out there. They get bodied. They get a little bit of time. Uh, and this was interesting because... The, the the evil geniuses team man again they're another great team to watch you can always sense that they're just on the precipice of maybe a collapse like they're super interesting they're like a classic na team like again they got beat by nip they struggled against heroic but then they kind of found their stride 
comfortable, you know, we against Furia. They beat Nip in the replay. They get past Renegades. Then they beat Fnatic to get to the upper bracket final. So they get that rest. They get a relax. And then they beat uh, they beat them 2-0 in the rematch in the final uh, with very, you know, relatively comfortable score lines. Now, everything for me was going right for EG in terms of what you want to see out of this team. I love watching Cirque. I think he's not maybe as solid as he was like a little while ago, but when he's on, he's on. And the shots he's hitting right now, like Cirque's an elite level AWPer, one of the best AWPers in the world. I think you could, I think you could make an argument for it. Um, Tarek is clearly fulfilling a role in this team. It's, he's not going to be posting big numbers, but if you go look at how many clutches Tarek had and, and, and like impact rounds, that's going to be super high. He's kind of like evolving into almost like an NA Zipniks, you know, not as consistent, not as brilliant. But if Tarek's the last man alive, and you know, I always think there's a chance they're going to win the round still. I think he's got a very kind of, you know, cerebral way of thinking about the game, which is hilarious considering they all call him peanut brain. But what was very interesting here, I mean, first of all, we, you don't need to say anything about Breezy. Like, if he'd been playing like this for another three months previous, he's up there in the conversation, I think, were like, you know, a Zewu and a simple. It'd be for uh, player of the year. Yeah, it's for, for, for undoubtedly for player of the year. Unfortunately, his godlike form. Too late for that, yeah, 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 he just came on a bit too late, right? But <coughs> Ethan, he's been kind of the sleeper in in this team, and he was unreal levels of consistent at this tournament. Never spectacular, but just what you want out of you, one yes. of your rifle players. You know, just consistently putting numbers up, series after series after series. I think he had two negative. At the entire tournament again like you say across whatever the fuck it was like 21 maps 20 maps something like that 19 maps maybe um which is just insane like that level of that level of consistency so while everybody thought maybe evil geniuses was a flash in the pan evil geniuses rocking up and winning this tournament and and the nature in which they won it i think that should give everyone pause for thought about like how quick people were to like dogpile on them and crucially the liquid plummet down the rankings continues, and with this win, Evil Genius has hit number one team in the world. Now, whether they stay there or not, who fucking knows? But now we this is what we were talking about. Just the about. accomplishment is sick. Man. Yeah, listen, it's it's not even just that. I mean, not only have they done it in an unbelievably short time, from inception to, to whatever, and sure, a lot of things have to go right, and, and other teams have to drop off, but now we've had two NA teams as the number one team in the world in like this short period of time yep. which you know which is what we were talking about how it's a great time for nacs like nacs is some of the best cs we got right now in the world so super super happy for eg and i think their team's fucking sick and i think malmo was an aberration that for me was easily explainable away i don't know why fans got ahead of themselves eg are going to be serious contenders moving forward into 2020 every tournament they're at 100 percent yeah, if you look at this team, this team, like as it stands right now, I would pick this team to win more of the titles, certainly. Maybe even more this year. Like, this really does look like a team where I don't ever know, like, like, like you said, they've got number one in the rankings. I don't ever know if they'll be a true number one. I feel like, personally, they might be more like a two or a three. They feel more around that because, you know, they're still very young. They're quite inexperienced overall as a squad compared to the Team Liquids and Astralis of the world that have done everything in the last few years. So they've still got a bit of development to go, but... The initial signs are amazing. I will say this, though. One reason why you should expect them to have games that look weird and that they lose is because their two best maps at the moment are DOS 2 and Inferno. Like, 
it's fuck it. first of all that's amazing that's why them getting number one is amazing to me because those are two maps that are really hard to be the best on because everyone plays them but mm. the fact that everyone plays them also means you're gonna like what are the odds you're gonna win every dust to an inferno you play in the tournament it's not very high like you're gonna have a match where you need like for example i, I saw them in this tournament like pick inferno and then lose it i think they did that against nip in fact so yeah like the, one of the problems they're gonna have is that is like their home maps are ones that are real tough to win all the time on but if you do then you become one of the best teams of all time so i'm very excited for the potential with this team as you said probably the most exciting like under I mean, I guess it wasn't undervalued because he got MVP on HLTV, I saw, mm. was Ethan because the stuff they were doing at the past tournaments was pretty much without Ethan. Like, they did all that great stuff, top four, the yeah. major, when he was still in New York, and it would always be like they got so much from everyone else, he kind of just didn't have to do much. He just chilled and sometimes even had bad stats. The idea tournament here, the maps, like you say, and has numbers. Well, if he can add real tournaments that he's online like that, they become even more poor. So I think this is another squad like Team Liquid where all five players in theory could be very good players, very strong map pool. And the difference is they don't have any of the insecurity issues that are riddling Team Liquid right now. They seem in an amazing place mentally. Like everyone believes in Stannis Law, the coach even seems yeah. totally like, they don't seem like they were rattled by the Malmo result. This is actually a very, very positive thing, I think. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you think about the slump that Team Liquid had gone into uh, off the back of like the major, and then you look at how like EG got fucking you know last place at Malmo fucking ridiculed, castigated, uh, flash in the pan, all of this shit, bounce back, win the next tournament, like you know, and, and this is why when I said about Stanislaw getting what he wanted, this is what he wanted, like he wanted to have like the blank slate young players that didn't have the preconceptions that that basically daps had laid all the found you know foundational work for him and now stan was going to give him the rest and sort of take him to the next level and just personality types on this team all of these guys you know even like breezy even though he's killing it right now super humble super quiet just does his business ethan same dude like never never you know never going crazy you got cirque exactly the same personality type that core for Stan is the dream way more than it was at Team Liquid. It was always going to work out. You're not going to get Elige to if you've got ten ideas, Elige is probably going to object to seven or eight of them. That's just that you're dealing with that. That's star player mentality. These guys are star players without star player mentality. I hope they never get it because that purity is 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 definitely yes, a big factor in why they're listening to in-game leaders. Like they got star player skills, but they ain't got star player egos. That's the fucking dream. That's the dream for any in-game leader that wants to, like, micromanage and mold people like that. But here's the other thing people ain't talking about, and that is that ta what, ta what Tarek and Stan are doing, like, when they're getting up between rounds, it's like some old-school CS shit that you see, where they're, like, shouting at their opponents, right? Like, screaming every game, like, calling people out by name. You don't even know if they can hear it. Like, technically, they shouldn't be able to, but they're doing it. They're getting everyone pumped. Like, Tarek's, like... The ultimate fucking hype man in CS right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's like the flavor flavor counter strike. He's there, yeah, boy. Just dropping it every game, like mocking people, getting inside their heads, pumping everybody up. I think this team's got a sick mentality to go with fucking six skills. And uh, as I said, I think um I think what a wonderful rivalry you're gonna see in NA between Team Liquid and these guys uh in in 2020 when when we start getting the big tournaments rolling around again. And honestly, I just think where they're at right now, give the edge to EG most times. Probably say, like, 
you know, seven out of ten again. I think I think that's where they're at. Literally if someone could have said, got to fix their, like, their mindset. Literally, if you if someone put a gun to your head at this moment and said, yep. I'm gonna hold a tournament tomorrow, the top ten teams go, who wins it? I wouldn't I wouldn't say you're wrong if you pick EG. That wouldn't be a bad pick at all. Like yeah. Astralis has only won the major, that's it. Team Liquid looks terrible. The other teams are all uncertain. I know it's only kind of like a default number one in a way in that sense, but right now EG is in theory the team you'd pick. They've got all yeah. the pieces to do it. They've got what's crazy about them is they, there's literally no team right now they match up. So yeah. Excited to see them up this next period. That I don't even mind it. Like have the lols if they lose a dust two here and there. They lose a series. Like it's the it's the fact that like mentally they don't seem to have been like spun out of shape by either the high of winning the tournament or the the low of bombing the Malmo. Like that's the really encouraging thing because if you notice with the NA teams, mentality is a big issue. Like you can see mm. totally night and day the difference between the team liquid mentality last year and the team liquid mentality when they win everything this year. Like that's a big difference. And so I also think that's probably an area that NA as a region had to evolve to get to the point where they could have two number one teams. Is you yourself have to stop thinking of yourself as like the second class city and who's always going to be behind the best European and that the best for you is to get the opposite win and maybe come like third. Once mm. you get to the world where it's like, actually, I like, it's like I kept saying about Team Liquid in the summer, the crazy thing there was they were beating the absolute best teams and they were a favorite when they did it. Like it's like that world of where we're the underdog is gone. Like you should mm -hmm. start thinking of yourself as the best team in the world. So I think EG like that. I know we just talked about some very interesting teams already. Fanatics, obviously a great one to watch, but EG is one that I'm really excited for, like the historical potential. Like they, they could win many more events. They could be a team where by the next major rolls around, maybe they can win the mixed major. That would be amazing. Um, so let's get on to Roston news now as Starlight are wrapped up because there's been some interesting shit popping off. Let's talk about complexity. So it's finally over, guys. All your complexity fans. Uh, did you the, see the that tweet that Jason Lake did, by the way? Which one? He, he did a tweet again, where in his office he's put like a picture of the juggernaut from that like oh, X-Men oh, movie. X yeah. So he said he was gonna build a juggernaut, didn't he? So he's purposely put one up behind him and a picture Wait. of him like smiling looking at it, which is which is banter, which is what Moses actually said on Twitter. Where I thought I saw it. He just said this is banter. That that is, that's legit. No, but this is why I love Jason lately. Like, I like people, that. No, people don't realize like and listen. I, 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 like it's like he said when you know me and me and him talked about it when we were doing the no majors club and he dropped by and we were doing that interview there like i understand that there's people out there that knew jason lake back in like early 2000s 2005 2006 whatever the fuck and like you know jason was a different person back then who of he, course, who he was, now. That was right yeah and and, and, it, and it was a different world and he probably did some shit that like you know what i mean it, it's fucking it, if I'd have been active as a journalist and caught it, I'd have been fucking calling him out for he that. He had shit. his missteps. There's a lot yeah, of people but, did worse, so I'll tell you that. But exactly. And, but, but, you know, one of the things that Jason Lake is, he always talks about like self improvement and get better and, and, and work towards something. Like he does live what he talks, man. Like you've got to understand that. This is a guy who sorted out his personal shit, who bounced back from like the, the oblivion of esports bankruptcy and has now like managed to make his brand his baby which he reclaimed back from the cgs yeah. that stole it out from under him even when he had his bad days like you're describing in the original complexity mm. i always say this to the players who were even were involved with that i was like listen the thing you're describing like if he was rude to you or i know fraud told some story where apparently he, like slapped a player or something listen yeah. that is totally unacceptable yes of course, but absolutely. also never forget that he was not in the same position anyone else in esports was in so for example the rival 
rival team to complexity was Team 3D. Now, the yep. owner of Team 3D, Torbal, he didn't invest any of his fucking money in Team 3D. That wasn't his money that he was burning away. That was a yep. sponsor's money that he got through the normal method, kind of like a modern-day team now, and he just ran the team. Jason Lake had invested his life savings and all the money he made from a fucking law practice. Imagine going and being a lawyer, one of the most boring jobs in the world, getting all that money, giving it to a team of Counter-Strike players to go. By the way, they're even considered professionals. So all the fans are thinking this money must come from corporate aspects. And, you know, they win the money. You give them the money. You pay them the salary. And then, listen, yes, you were out of pocket. But there's a reason why you'd be more invested emotionally than the other other owners. And there's a reason. And so even though certainly the outcome, some of these behaviors are unacceptable, I th actually think the intention was a very positive one, which is this is a guy who really did invest his life into esports. He, and yeah. not in like a way where he's like giving it up like he wanted the team to grow and he wanted to have a really great team and he wanted to make a great franchise so you can see again how he's trying to sort of like come back around now and fulfill that dream now years and years later hopefully he's a different person and listen, so I even respect yeah, but like most that people would have fucked off anyway the buy-in initially was amazing though whether you think his behavior is fucked up or not the buy-in is like that's if you made a movie about an owner he'd be the one you'd yeah. make it about put it out like you'd be what oh list. dude when we finally get around to doing like the 30 for 30 style documentary He's like Jason Lake's life is prime fucking material, mate. It would be a brilliant I'd, story. Oh, I'd love to have a crack at it. I'd love to do the good, the fucking bad. I've got all the interview material. I've known him fucking many, many years. Like I say, he's he's the he's the reason why when I first came into esports and was trying to find what I was going to be good at and what my identity was, you watch that fucking documentary of a guy in a shirt and a tie stood behind an esports team, shouting at them, coaching them, telling them to win, treating it like sideline sports coach. You're like, fuck, man, like. If, if this is a grown ass man, this is a fucking lawyer doing that shit. So I, no shame if I go and do it. So I did. I even ran my own org. You know, like J Jason Lake was an inspirational figure, he, and, and like all inspirational figures, like yeah, he probably got some skeletons, but he's oh. he's he's owned his shit every step of the way. So when you see him like on Twitter, like bantering back and forth like this, he always owns it. Yeah, the he even said himself, maybe the timing was off, I kind of feel a bit bad about it. But instead of like trying to run away from the mockery of like the juggernaut and everyone calling him out, first of all, he is committed to building a good team, right? And second of all, all that shit you're going to throw at him, he's going to use it and use it for content and use it to win fans over. And I'm, I'm telling you, in, in 2020, like next year, you watch, man. Com complexity flares on the on the Reddit are going to go up. Complexity flares in general, like that, he's going to turn this team around. They're going to start. If he's winning. actually committed for real to that concept, that he's going to build. I would, yeah. I'd predict he do it. I'd say in yeah. a couple of years he'll have done it. In twenty twenty one, he'll have a team in the top ten. There you go. Top five, maybe. There you go. Yeah. Top five, I guess, have to be. Yeah, I'll say it. Then go. I, I think, I think, I think they can get up there. And I think when you talk about great owners, we talk about us a lot, a lot. Serious, like watch what Jason Lake does for this brand next year and judge him on that and i think there's going to be a lot of co proud complexity fans i think he's already got there with some of the signings he's made now it's it, what he what he has done famously as well as he's always stuck by his players for as long as it was possible and there's to been a fault. No, yeah to <laughs> a fault and there's yeah. been no bigger beneficiary of that attitude than death right like straight up he's been in complexity for what like three and a half years it's fucking mental how long he's been in that team and um we finally got the news that def is going to be out he's going to be back in the pool i don't know what happens next for def but he's if you remember def joined complexity off the top of my head when we were doing e league season one i think yeah that's how long my ago that was <laughs> yeah like 
and and they've he's been in every iteration of the team you know they even let him have a go at in-game leadership like you can't fucking say he didn't he didn't have a chance and there was a period honestly that people forget back i think when, i think it was when android was in the team Def and Android actually did have some good spells. Like, I know people have been saying, oh, Def's been awful, like, ever since he came in the team. Like, that's some historical revisionism I'm never going to sign up to. There was a period when him and Android were, like, popping off. And, like, sure, that might have been one of the weakest iterations of complexity. But he definitely was in good form back then. I just don't really understand what it is he does better than anybody else. Like, that that's the only thing. And I don't understand where he's going to end up. Because Next, what you're saying is the sense that I got is for some reason Jessalate just really like fucked with his mentality or mm. liked him as a person, felt like he was a good competitor, mm. and so that's what this looks like to me. It's like Jason Lake himself must know Def wasn't a good player, but he's given him as many chances as he could to develop into one, and he's thought maybe it's mm. a different, maybe he needs to be a different role, maybe he needs a different teammate. So fair play, you give him the abs. Like there's no way Def can turn around after this and complain. He got the absolute most fair chance possible. I'd say he was given like. Like they actually went above and beyond what they were required to do, quite frankly. Give him many chances. Yeah, just totally. Wasn't that good in the end. And that's why any criticism about him, like fucking over his players and stuff, is like outrageous. Because every it, the only the, the counter argument is just one word, Dev. That's it. That, that's why you say, yeah, well, you, you shouldn't do that because you know these players they're already fit, Dev. He's been there for three and a half years, mate. He's been there. He's been getting a check for three and a half years. Been mediocre for most of that. That's fucking. That's legit. That's that's a team owner that definitely believes in you. So, fuck that noise. Uh, and the other thing is as well, like Shazam has been benched, but he's still he's still keeping him around. And I think that's pretty much by virtue of him being an orper. Um, again, like I was talking, I think they're in short supply. So you definitely keep that around. But Def's one hundred percent out. Um, then we get the uh, announcement that they're trying to do a last-minute gazump where they're going to try and get Poison, the Bulgarian uh, Orpa, out from under OG. That we're going to buy him after Yampi having an old Vakband account turned up. So OG didn't want to have him because then he wouldn't be, a if it's true and it's his account, he wouldn't be able to play at the majors. So this is what I'm talking about as well with complexity. They're watching all of these roster moves, by the way. They're watching who's who's hyped. The who's timing go is on team. that move is pretty clever as well, like you say, because the, yeah. the OG thing hasn't sorted their squad yet. So now's the perfect time to give that guy an offer that still looks sick to him when the other one seems uncertain. It's also pretty gangster, by the way, to show the LXCB guy, like, you wouldn't join my team, I'll sit the player you were going to get to your squad then. Exactly. He's in my team now yeah like straight up so it looks like that move's gonna go ahead now just to analyze that move in and of itself i think poison there's still question marks for me right about whether or not he's gonna be elite level he's looked really really good when he was playing in windigo like no doubt but again you think about caliber of opposition but then you also think about because of the team how often do they play top caliber opposition but then that that feeds into the thought well if he ain't playing top opposition regular how's he going to cope when he is plus not to mention remember this is a guy 20 year old young heading out to north america for the first time like living abroad for the first time in his life big move but then again, he's in a team with other people doing it. So this is a, this is this is shades of Cirque for me. I think this could be like Cirque Mark Two, another Bulgarian opera joining an NA team. Nobody nobody's gonna. In fact, if anything, Poison's way more hyped as a player yeah, than what Cirque sure. was when he joined NRG. That worked out. I think Poison's got the skills. He's got the talent. 
I think he's got an in-game leader that knows what he's doing. Plus, there'll be a lot of simpatico there because Poison and Blame F are going through the same thing at the same time for the same team. So I think this is good. And as you said, it's got the added advantage of like just straight suck my nuts, Alexi B. Like you wouldn't exactly. take that fucking, you wouldn't take that massive fucking contract to come and play for me. You want your Orpa? Unlucky, son. You're going to have to go and pick your third choice now because Yampi let you down and now we got your boy Poison. So I do like that. And, I, I, and I've got no doubt in my mind that, the, that a little bit of that is a factor, 100%. I know, I know how Jason thinks. But then... Well, no, I'll ask you your opinion, actually, just on the poison move, and then we'll move to the next bit. Uh, I think it's a good gamble. Like, if you look at who they've got in the squad so far, like, the other rumour, obviously, is that they get... I've heard there's a rumour they're going to get config was one that might be on the tables, you know. Like, the actual names well, he's I'm looking at... That, yeah. Once you know you can't really get the names which would have fulfilled the whole juggernaut thing, like massive images mm. on players now. After that, the tier of players he's going for, these are all at least good players with potential. Like These are players who either can be better now or were better in the past. Like, there's actually like there's good reasons for all these ones. I can kind of see why if you're at the level calls that. The, I don't think these gambles are bad put that way. Obviously, I don't know necessarily the numbers for them all, but mm. from the outside, these look like players worth giving a chance to. Yeah. So the... Um... The, the 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 config move is the one that really fucking excites me, dude. Like, I hope it's legit. I hope it comes off. I know Christian watches this. Like, please, mate, do it. Because you, you, you're never going to get, like, I don't know what's going on in Denmark or whatever. I don't know what your reputation's like. But you know those other top Danish teams. Like, they're a little bit iffy about touching you now. You're going to have to do something really special if you ever want to be in Australia, put it that way. You're not going to do it by just sitting back and waiting for them to ask it. It's not going to happen. And, and you yourself have admitted that you've got to start respecting the game and getting your hustle back on and prove what a good player you can be. And we all know you're one of the most fucking explosive talents, like, on your day. So this is the team. This is 100% the team to join, like, no joke. I love Go this move, by the way, from the call yeah. side, because this yeah. one, particularly the config one, is a move where you've picked someone who realistically, yes, they have to rehabilitate themselves, but it's all mental. There's nothing to do with physical skill. So if this guy can get there mentally, you go from picking up someone who right now is a potential problem player, he's, not, he's just an okay player, but mm. it's not even like his skill dropped off because he's just bad. Like it's pure mental. So if he can kick that back in the gear, you will have you will have a steal because you'll have like a, a top ten player in the world. Like oh, that's yeah, how good but, a player but, you'll have. But this is why, like, so think about what complexity have, right? You got fucking nutritionists, you got sports psychologists, you got fucking you sit and play in a custom built chair that is like designed to fucking align with your fucking spine and arms. Like the level of detail is outrageous. Like if you want to get back on the horse and be a number one player again and you're actually feeling self-analytical and you want to look into why you've dropped off. And what it is what psychologists all that crap of course yeah. yeah this is the place to be mate like like straight up and on top of that as i said everybody on this team is in the in the same boat in a lot of ways like you know with the exception of maybe oboe okay oboe and poison not so much but like blame air rush config you can understand like how these guys are all like you know fuck this is this is where we gotta have our break you know when back. you read the names off there Tell you what, it isn't a juggernaut. Like, it's not a, a phase class. You couldn't call what, it a juggernaut. When no. you look at those five names, though, those are way better than the old complexity lineups. That yeah. lineup already right there has 10 times the potential of any past complexity lineups. Like, those are good players. Yeah, but this Some is the thing. There. I think the idea, like, listen, why, why is it that a juggernaut's got to be like, 
recycle players. Like how many how many like young players have we seen come through recently? Like have come from fucking nowhere um and 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 really like gone on a prominence to be one of those names that we're talking about regularly as being like what a great move like think about nrg like nrg is now eg you would call that team a juggernaut well you wouldn't have called it when they got assembled like no, whatever it was no, you wouldn't no. call that a fucking juggernaut but it's pretty much all the same pieces so when i look at this team i see obo who is a very exciting like young talent a lot of potential a lot of potential there. Remember, he's only 16. Seems to Blame... have a very good mentality as well, I've got to say, for a young guy. Oh, totally. And, like, you've got Blame F. Like, man, blown away when I interviewed that kid. Like, 22, but he's got, like, a 32-year-old fucking head on his shoulders. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, Not in an ever... MSL way. <laughs> yeah, not in an MSL way. Not in a hairline way. <laughs> not, he, what, he, I don't mean he's molding. I mean, like, the, the, the guy is discipline and intelligence personified. Like, he's got a routine. He gets up. He, he, he never skips gym. He fucking sits down. He does his work. He, he's a really analytical thinker. Great temperament. Um, and has already at 22 been instrumental in, in, instrumental in helping develop young Danish talent in the scene and understands the role that the IGL plays in that. And like, you know, you're talking about throwing Config into that, who Config's had his epiphany off the back of the article you wrote. You got Poison maybe coming in. And listen, I said this before, like Rush is going to come out. He ain't done it yet. It's happening. He's going to come out and be back, be back to where he was. Because at 25, he's definitely not washed up, not in CS, um, and he's had a tough time. But man, playing over in that Cloud9 revolving door team, that's going to kill any fucking drive you have. Like, different player every fucking week. Sure. From Europe, from this, from that, people taking paychecks, you know, young players coming in, being garbage, like, having terrible attitudes. Like, you know, Rush Rush knows, like like, the importance of him getting back to where he is and i'm pretty sure he's got the drive to do it he's another guy who always struck me as a good player so yeah listen it ain't a juggernaut but i think it ain't a juggernaut because that this is how we think about juggernauts this could be nrg mark too i think if i was to put an analogy down for for uh, uh, what i expect this team to do what i want it to do i think it's nrg mark too i legit think that this team will surprise a lot of people next year once it once it hits I think, the ground, I think there's a pieces. lot of pieces here that could do a lot, a, a yeah. lot more than people might imagine. Like especially as Blame F's already obviously had this like mini success in heroic banger man. They were supposed to be nobodies. Like I, I actually look at this team. Not even everyone has to develop, and he's still going to have firepower. He's still going to have potentially good players. And if it all goes to plan, you, it will be a very good team. Like you say, it could could be right up the ranks. For anyone who wonders, by the way, uh, that whole aspect that like obviously if I hadn't have who knows if the even happens right because does he get the does he get to say publicly that he wants to change and therefore everyone gets the hype about config again probably not one thing i would say is this this is an area where in the past when i've talked about when i've had offers to coach from teams and every idiot fan just goes <laughs> and just poo poos it like what would you know as a coach yeah. stuff like that stuff like stuff that guys like you and people who only know the game could never know how to actually coach men how to be a leader of men, how to actually like bring the best out of someone or challenge someone when they're on their bullshit and no one else can do it because everyone's kissing their ass. Like if you think about yeah. the article I did for Config, the one I did about Stewie2K where I challenged him, like, are you going to be a star player? Or are you going to be a supportive player? Like you got to pick, mate. you got to know who you're going to be. Well, the article I did a few years back about Simple, where I told him you literally have to turn the mentality that makes you the best at the game to try and become the best teammate because then you will alleviate all this pressure. Like the point here is, right, I actually shouldn't be the one playing this role. If if he's has developed these traditional sports, you have like a guy in the locker room who 
but I've done this. You'd be like a 30-year-old guy who's, uh, this is the concept would be, you could still play at that age, obviously. And in traditional sports, what happened is he'd have taken these young guys outside years ago and told one of them, you know, get your head together, or I was like you before and I had problems with my teammates, here's what I did. Like, it just shows how that's one thing we really do lack in this scene. Like, we need like leadership figures. Because I'm, I'm doing yeah. that role for the players I care about because I don't want people's careers. But like, I'm not going to do it for everyone. I'm obviously not like the fucking the most optimistic guy in the world. So it just kind of shows something I think we lack in our scene, which is that kind of like a, a personality that can hold people accountable. I hope more of the coaches take note of that sort of thing because you can have a big effect on your team. But it's the right word at the right time. That's the key thing. Yeah. And, and as we've seen like over at Cloud9, you, you know, like it, it really is something that's lacking. Uh, you know, it's it, it's 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 crazy. Um, Agreed. Yeah. So, so I'm 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 excited. I think a lot going on with complexity. FA Watch this space situation over at Clarence. <laughs> uh, yeah. I saw what you did there. That guy was uh, garbage. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I might even timestamp it to preserve your dignity, son. All right. Uh, but anyway, so it's now official. Uh, DK got the scoop a few hours, but I think this had already been touted. I heard it like. Well, like a week ago, I, I couldn't believe it, but I knew it was probably true. Um, and that is that 100 Thieves have finally made their big entrance into the scene. And they did it by buying up the Renegades roster. <laughs> and it's like, listen, on, on results and current form, what you're going to get right now is you are going to get a team that in the landscape we've got, which, by the way, is changing... But in the landscape we've got right now, today, this is a team that, yeah, they can get semis, they can get quarters, they can get up. Certainly upsets. not a bad squad at all, no. Yeah. But, like, when you think about... It's not a major winner, though. It's 100 Thieves, for fuck's sake, isn't it? Like, when your name yeah, is 100 like, Thieves and you've got the money they have, you're supposed to get a team that could be amazing. Yeah, but, like, from what I heard behind the scenes, I, I don't know what it was. Like, if they passed on paying the three mil for EG or if they just missed out. I'd heard as well, by the way, that like that exactly what you're saying, that like EG 100 Thieves and some other teams, these are the two squads that everyone was bidding for. It was mm. NRG and it was Renegades. And Renegades was mainly because of the major, as far as I can tell. Like these are the squads everyone was going hard for. So you're right. It does make it sound like if you're 100 Thieves, what you did is this, right? We didn't get EG. NBK's taking his fucking team elsewhere. Who else is left? Renegades? Yeah, mm. why not? It's like, there's no way this is your first choice. There's no way. No, it, it doesn't feel like it could be. But here's the other thing. It's like, I kind of feel this is really antithetical to what 100 Thieves are about. Oh, the branding makes no sense at all, mate. Yeah. So, I mean, forget Australian markets. Forget that. I ain't even talking about regional markets. I'm just talking about the only one I would say that has a real big personality on that team that I know is a likable guy and is funny. And you could like you could put a camera in front of him and he would always like find material and pull shit out. Is Azza, right? He's a funny motherfucker, smart sure. dude, lo lots of fun, right? Rest of the guys I don't know too much about. Australians in general have a fucking good sense of humor. I mean, the only person that disproves that rule is that fucking mug Dick Stacy. But like the the the, the reality is like in terms of this team being like a fucking big brand content driver i just don't see it i don't i don't i don't see how you're gonna fucking uh take i i don't i don't think how you're gonna take like this team and turn them into what 100 thieves are about like you got courage doing fucking music videos like and shit and then what are these guys gonna do this is like, why it does suck that eg because listen eg has a lot of quiet people Tarik mm. and the staff that all 
has like brand value. Like people know what he's about. Like they, you could have marketed them a lot better. I agree, and also they're also from NA anyway. So like I I agree. Like the whole, the problem is this results wise, not a terrible pickup to get this Renegade squad at all. They're a good squad, but I agree. Like I don't really see bearing because here's the problem. I think is like this is what fans might misunderstand. A lot of European orgs. Their business model isn't lifestyle gaming and build up the merchandising and stuff. It is at the moment like maintain your place in the scene, win as many tournaments as you can, build your online fan base or whatever. But all these orgs that come from COD understand that lifestyle elements is where the money is. If you can be like Optic and Fears and all this and work a few years back, you just rake in money from the streaming and the ads and stuff. Like you, the competitive for you then is almost like a side thing you do for fun. Like mm. that's the thing. Hundred Thieves isn't here just to like play top four or major mate. They're here for more than that in theory. Yeah, well, they think they are. no, that that this is why I just don't understand it. Like I I, I don't get like okay. So when they first came into the scene, because people forget this, and it's 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 like almost a genius marketing move in 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 and of itself that Nade Shot has managed to somehow like hit you with the Men in Black stick, so like you don't remember they they've already been in CS and it was a fucking disaster. Like it's like you, beep, you all forget about that Brazilian team that they had just before the major, the bullshit from which of a chain reaction that we're only just like recovering from now yeah. in fucking at the end of 2019. That was. That, that was a fucking nightmare right there. So, like, but what they, that team at that time, had they not been a bunch of fucking idiots, that team would have been way better for them in terms oh, of like pedigree, results, like whatever. And now they would you even come, have loved the whole bad boy element. They would have loved that shit. Yeah, it would have been perfect. perfect. Brand, like, blend, and was and all that. FNX yeah. obviously is a bad boy, but and it was the Villa mix. But that's the thing: hundred thieves on NA org like that, especially an spot to do that. Though they're already about that bro called it's just Brazilian bros. Yeah, exactly, man. It was like it was it was it was so crazy to me. Like when I saw this, like today when I was getting ready for the show, I was like, Nah, come on, man. But listen, Nade Shot does. There's one thing you got to say about Nade Shot. Like he's always got a plan. Sure. He always he do, he does know what he's doing. So I'll I'll give him that. I'll definitely give him that. So he well, what, here's one it. angle for you, Rich. I've got an mm. angle for you here. Okay. So here's the interesting angle that I am excited for. Yeah. Like one of the downsides in the past is when you're renegades, like first of all, they used to literally obviously have to play in that Asia minor too much of the connection to Australia and they were a small team. They weren't in the biggest org. So they already, that's why they had to work with Naf when he was available. No one wanted him. They got Jacob because yeah. no one wanted him. The thing for me is this. I don't think Nadechop by a team like this and thinks, I'm just going to let them figure it all. Actually, with the money he's got behind him, he, he makes a move to tell them, why don't we just get a fucking superstar player? We all speak anyway. Like, backing to where Renegades could like get like fucking superpowered to become a team. If they get a, a, a really good player and add him to the mix, now you've got a squad that can win. So I expect Nadeshot's idea will be, this isn't the squad. Like, we're going to put our money into the squad as well. Champions, I would think. Sure, yeah. that's why you want to in the game. Yeah, I mean, like, I just don't see what parts you can add to this lineup. That, that's the problem, right? Like, when you look at, like, a European lineup, it was like I said when Complexity got Blame F, right? You're opening up, ooh, Danish talent pool, you know, European, you know, potential. Like... With with the Aussies, like assuming like cultural stuff's a thing, like you'll notice that when these guys were rocking it in NA, 
they 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 were always looking to pick up more Aussies. They weren't thinking like, oh, let's start putting NA players into the mix. They did it like once or twice, like you say, when there's an opportunity to get a player like Naf or whatever the fuck, and you go out and you do it. But like in general, like that the way they're thinking about the talent pool is they're looking at like you know unknown potential players in Australia, and it's like. Well, there's a ton of problems that comes with that. I mean, first of all, overall skill ceiling, seeing like a guy who looks good banging off Aussie heads on a fucking weekend, he, don't, he might not be able to hang at, at a level like this. Uh, I mean, it's arguable if some of, you know, these guys were going to be able to do it, but, you know, they, they've proven that they have. But then on top of that as well, you get all the immigration shit again. Like, Nate Shot's going to be having fucking mad PTSD next time some cunt comes up and can't get can't get a fucking visa. So what's going to happen there? So I, I just don't get it. Like, I just... I, the, the, the region seems weird. Like, I get the teams doing well right now and out of the teams that might have been available for a move, this is about as good as it gets. Yeah, but, it's not a bad pickup team-wise at all. Yeah, just in terms of pure placings. But all the other stuff, it don't make no sense. And And... What's is what's going to happen now? You're going to have fucking Fnatic on the come up, right? Already on the come up. You got EG dominating. You got Astralis dominating. You got Liquid dominating. Vitality can't stay bad, right? So where are we at now? Okay, well, you're oh Fury just had a bounce back. You think Navi are going to stick with Guardian fragging bad? Like, there's a real potential that Renegades who are like number seven in the world right now ain't even in the top ten by the time we hit February. It's pretty plausible, to be fair. Uh, and 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 then what did you spend your money on? That's leaving out G two. That's leaving out if Ents are gonna. You need a lot of people Sunny. to miss basically just to maintain your status. That's the problem. Yeah, it, it's you're not gonna get that much better. Let's be real; they're not gonna get twice as good. Yeah, and they've shown us their level, which is good. But like you say, it's good in the current climate. Is it good three months from now? Probably not. Yeah, Probably that's like that's that's the that thing. Point. It, it is beyond a short-sighted move, and I, and I think it's because, for whatever reason, like budget-wise, or I don't know what it will be, but they felt they had to get a team wrapped up by the end of 2019 because they've been teasing their entrance in for months now, and we all know the, the negotiations have been going on. But again, you look over at OG, like, shit, man, picking up, like, a fucking MBK and Lexi B and that stuff, that would have made more more sense. I'm pretty sure as well that that, the, that team that's getting put together must have already had talks with 100 Thieves and decided to go with OG instead. I'd heard something along those lines, yeah. Yeah, so, fuck, man, that's, like, I think they missed out, man. I think they missed out on too much, and now they're settling on Renegades. I think if you're making your big announcement about a CSGO team and it's an ordinary team and... <laughs> You and people know that you've missed out on other shit. Like I, I don't know, man. It ain't the hundred thieves way. Like they're about big bombastic shit. So I got some concerns, but whatever. We'll wait and see what the plan is. Like I know Nate Shot must have one. I just don't know what the fuck it is. Uh, final story, and then we'll do uh, uh, viewer questions. Uh, I don't know if you saw about what was going on with Windigo. Did you see this? No. So basically, Windigo, like the Bulgarian team that we were talking about, right? And this is this again. We're just gonna get the whole, you know, the the joys of of, of chasing Chinese money. You, you know, they went and they won that tournament at WESG with the yeah, half a million sure. dollars back in like yes. I don't know, yeah, whatever. It was at the start of 2019. Yeah, it was this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, apparently they ain't been paid. That's weird because famously one of the things about that tournament yeah. that was the one upside is everyone always said, you know, envious. It said we, we, we did get the money. Like at least the money's real, right? Yeah, but like, listen, I'm gonna just say as well, this might be like Transformers, like there might be more than meets the eye of this motherfucker, because like, historically, I know that tournament does pay out. 
And I've never heard a player complain about WESG. Yeah, same. Just saying. Than just CSGO, by the way, guys. Like, they have a daughter tournament every year. So, again, like, me and Richard would have heard something, I think, if they were at all dodgy. Because I actually haven't... I've got to... You lagged out for that bit, uh, Dunk, when you come back. Yeah, just a heads up, hear that? He's all the way gone. Oh, he's in the Shadow Realm, homie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to change the server, but I don't do anything. That's just going to make it worse, I think, man. That's Hello? just going to start messing with me. Now I'm in the Shadow Realm. <laughs> No, you're so... He's I'm back. Oh, he's back. There we go. Back yeah, back. don't worry, mate. So, yeah, obviously all that point just went in the shadow realm, mate. We don't have no idea what you said. Give me so. the gist of it. I didn't... Well, not, not, yeah, not of your point, not mine. Oh, I didn't Whatever say Whatever you were saying, we didn't get a word of it. No, no, I didn't say anything. Oh, great. Well, that's perfect then. <laughs> <laughs> he said nothing in the shadow realm. So, listen, right? Oh, here's why I'm saying that I think there's more than meets the eye to this, right? Because that owner, when you want to talk about fucking crazy mental owners, right? That Windigo owner's right up there, straight fucking mentalist. Like, What's he done? Okay. Like, I haven't seen anything. Nah, well, first, right? Back in the day, I don't even remember when the fuck this was. He tried to sell his team, like, on Reddit or something. <laughs> Y'all remember this? <laughs> like, somebody in the chat must be able to dig up this fucking thread or whatever. But, like, I'm pretty sure he just, like, said, like, oh, I want to just sell my fucking team, mate. And he just posted it on Reddit. And it's like, yeah, I, I don't know if you really, I, I don't know if you're really understanding like how this all works. But then he got suspended on Twitter because he sent like a joke death threat to a fucking player. All right. What did right? he say in what... the joke death threat though? Was any... Right. So what happened was, do you remember, do you remember Spellan, the player? Yes. Right. So I don't know where he's at. Like now, is he in fucking Epsilon or something? Like this cunt's played for every fucking shady organ that the sun to put one. Apparently, he just left Phoenix, whatever team that is. Like I don't know how this guy's eating. I don't know how this guy's eating because like every yeah, there you go. Look, every fucking team he's playing for, like they ain't no money there. So pity this guy because he did play in a legit team one time. But whatever. So he talked about how he'd not been paid. Uh, 10 months of salary from Windigo and he never got no prize money that he that he never got his share right so the CEO came out and basically like said uh prove it or I'll kill you right which obviously we oh, know is like, the okay, meme sure but but like listen Twitter will make mug, you, will what are you doing that on Twitter that, for you think you think the yeah. Twitter fucking algorithm knows prove it or I'll kill you is a fucking and I can CS tell you by the way consistently two of the ones that they are 100% suspend is prove it or kill you or kill yourself kys those two they just 100% suspend doesn't matter what the context is could yep. be you and your brother and it could have the same surname they're going to suspend you no matter what to get reported yeah it's just like so he is twitter got suspended right but even then right think about if it just think about it for a second what he's even saying cuz to prove it or I'll kill you we all know it to mean, but it was a real death threat, by the way, at the yeah, time the KNG said it. <laughs> right? Like, so it's a meme. What we're memeing about is like a player having a fucking mental break, like having a meltdown and threatening to kill somebody. So, like, it's not a great meme for a CEO to say to a player that's been owed cash for 10 months. Like, maybe you're getting his DMs. You obviously know the motherfucker. Maybe you try and hug this out. Maybe you talk about it. So, the idea that. It, this is a definite open and shut case. A WESG just not paying out the money. Now, I ain't saying nobody took nothing. But 
if you're an investigative journalist, you might want to start having a dig. I'll in this. also just say this: apropos of nothing, Richard, entirely unrelated to the story. In fact, if anyone's mm. unaware, if I was to get say hundred thousand dollars or something, a lot of money like a million dollars, if I just put that account for even three months and then pay it to someone, I do yeah. quite a lot of interest on that. Yeah, I know this because that was one of the original scams of what the CPA business model was. Exactly, was to get millions from make loads off the interest then give it out to the players but just late so in this scenario the guy doesn't even have to like outright be stealing it he could even just be delaying it maybe even i mean another classic thing richard which is somebody off to watch out for here's the thing right the one thing i will say is a pretty good argument in favor of franchised leagues is you don't get stupid orgs who have players that are way too good for them but the org isn't good enough because mm. as a result in this kind of a scenario we don't have a track record to this guy. No one trusts him. If this was complexity, you just won this tournament, or this was Cloud9 who won this tournament, no one would be worried that this person might steal the money or whatever, or might have an incentive to do that. Because actually the incentive would be very low if you were a big org. What you'd make from it wouldn't be worth the hit. So unfortunately, this is also one of the problems with letting tiny orgs get success to way above and beyond the level of anything they've ever had before. They might do so much shady that one like, time. Yeah, no, listen... This is how you got to start asking questions, right? I just hit F5 on the HLTV thing because it ain't just WESG. Um, some, 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 uh, the other claim, because basically what's happened is Windigo said they're closing down operations because they're selling poison. They don't want to keep living on with this with, with like bit part players. You know, they got Haji in there and May Bit from Germany or whatever, right? So they're saying now that we ain't, because we're not getting paid our prize money and we just sold, we're selling our best player, like we're just going to shut the operation. I'm going to go and the owner's saying he's going to make a new thing in, in Kiev, right? But then HLTV, because they got some ties over in fucking Portugal. One of the one of the other um, uh, tournaments they claimed they were on was that, what's it, Mercha XL Esports tournament or whatever, right? Which I think I call it like Mochi or something. Like Mochi yeah, or Mochi or whatever. Or that, that's the Portuguese one, right? It's the one where famously, when MIBR was shit, they went there, won that just so they could raise that trophy over and over again. Like, look, look, we're winning a trophy. Like, yeah, basically. It's the one that, like, fucking Gamers Legion with existence came second in this year. Yeah, year. yeah, I remember <laughs> it, right? So so here's, here's what they said, right? Check out this statement from them, right? The, the tournament organizers themselves. They said the prize money was transferred to Windigo on September 23rd, right? And then it got returned for, for unknown reasons. They didn't know why. So then, and they said they were the only team that had this banking issue. And then they got in touch with them and the money has been transferred to a different bank account. Listen. This is shit. You know what I mean? Hard, yeah, come on, mate. Come on. How hard is it to give you fucking bank details? Also, so, what's the timing of this, right? Small esports team, never done anything. Wins enormous prize. I think I'm going to shut the org down, actually, guys. Anyway, see ya. It's like, this is the yeah. scam in the fucking... Uh, that's what I mean, mate. Like, if it ain't the scam, it's the most fucking scam-looking scam in the history of scams. Lot, I know. Yeah. But like, I'm just saying, like, I, I, I got no clue one way or the other, so I'm not making a definitive statement. But, like, when TO's already coming back and giving a statement saying, like, we paid out the money, I know WESG's history, they pay out their money. Like, not one person. And, in fact, I think I remember JW or someone 
like coming out uh, when after Fnatic won it and saying they got the money almost quicker than any other tournament in the space. So they got history of paying out, right? And I, listen, China can just turn around and fucking do whatever the fuck they want, tell you to go fuck yourself and what you're going to do. You're going to hire a lawyer? <laughs> it's China, dog. So I wouldn't even put it past it. Like, forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even put it past uh, WASG. It'd just be like on a fucking go fuck yourself thing. But equally... It's weird how the only one complaining is an org where this fucking mad, demented, shady owner who's trying to sell his team on Reddit one minute and then, oh, we're winning tournaments now, oh, bloody hell. Like, pe players who played in the team already coming out saying they didn't get salary for, like, months at a time and him going out and saying, prove it or I'll kill you. Like, this guy don't know what he's doing. He's just he's just some basket case, bedroom organizer. So you win half a mil at a tournament, he's probably, you know... How's, is he going to see money like that any other point in his life? Probably not, mate. So that's something to consider. But I, I'll, I'll wager there's something fishy going on. That's my, if I was a betting man. So just saying. Um, so watch that space. But anyway, wind to go shutting down is the long and the short. Right, we've got our viewer questions now. But Pounder 420. These, by the way, if you're on the Patreon you, and you chip in $50 or more, you get to ask a question at the end of every episode. Just letting you know if you're new. Right, but Pounder 420 uh, says, which has been the greater affront to humanity? <laughs> this is an outrageous question, man. What has been the greater affront to humanity? Called Zero since joining Faze or Dust Moret's professional casting career? <laughs> Come on, on bro. Like, don't be like that. That's straight outrageous, mate. Uh, it's undoubtedly called Zero since joining Faze for me. I, I, I said it. He's barely been in the team. Dust has like years of his casting career. <laughs> <laughs> See if you've got to drop that. Right. Fizz. Fuck for no I know it there. You leave my fucking Dust alone, right? You leave him alone. So anyway, right. Fizz aren't even in the top 20 in the world right now. Okay. Tricked. Greyhound. Crazy. They're all above him. So... When you consider that Cold Zero was meant to be One the, of the biggest buyouts in the history of esports yeah. as well. Like when you <laughs> consider the money they spent to bring Cold Zero in, how he was meant to be fixing everything. Like this is the you know you know what I mean? This is the guy that was like legit meant to be fixing everything. Go look at their results that they're getting online. Fuck me, it's an outrage, mate. Like, okay, let me tell you what went down. Uh I'll I'll just give you like, I don't know. Oct some of the some of the highlights. I'm nervous. Are they getting banged out online, mate? So ESL Pro League, they lost to Mouse Sports two zero. Like Carrigan still just got. He's living in Nico's head rent free. That's real rent free shit That's right there. Like well, yeah. he just knows how to get to measure him every time. Anytime Mouse Sports play Faze, like if you're betting on Faze, like I don't care where they are in the world rankings. Like that's a matchup. Like I'll give it Mouse Sports eight times out of ten. Whatever the fuck. Obviously they lose to Astralis. They lost to big in ECS. They lost to now as well. Yeah, right. They lost to Virtus Pro. Jesus Christ! Right. Also, when in who's even on that team anymore? Does anyone even know three of the five? <laughs> mate, I don't even know. Like, I don't <laughs> even know. Exactly. Enough said. Strip picking up fucking like any. Mate, if you've got a Polish passport, I think it's now law. You get anymore. one week playing on Virtus Pro. I think that's just how it works. If you've got any Polish ancestry, you can have a go. You just call them up. My, it's my turn to play on Virtus Pro now. It's mental. Yeah, they lost, like, they they, they, they lost, a, uh, like, I think that was the last time I saw them play. That was, like, just a few days ago. I couldn't even believe it. Like, so, and by the way, when when you look at some of the numbers that, that are going on, like, 
So Cold Zeras on about a level with like Olaf Meister, like it, it, it's it's this take you're like fuck man. Hasn't I can't lived up I'm... to what was built whatsoever. Put it out there, mate. I can't believe how far back Faze is gone. I, I can't. And again, when will people wake up to the fact that star players do not in-game leaders make? And now it's just going to be Nico and Cold Zero sitting on a fucking pile of money running the phase name into the ground, which, by the way, it lives in the fucking ground anyway for fun. So it, it, this is the only org you could get away with this bullshit. Because, sure. you know, you you click on the fucking news or whatever, you're going through the stories. And uh, FaZe, uh, owner and founder Banks, uh, had raging party at Las Vegas, faces federal charges for doing $30,000 of damage to a hotel uh, room uh, at the win. You're like... Right, yeah, brilliant. Love this org, mate. Super fucking professional. Like, when I was digging through all the lawsuits they're into, which they're still in a bunch, by the way, that's before you can get into the Tifu stuff. I just found one random one about the guy who owned the Faze house, like, that they were renting out, and it hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage just to the house, like, including dog feces and all sorts. I'll have to, I'm going to read that on stream. But, like, Faze is just a fucking org just run by brats and morons. <laughs> like, that's it all is it is. It's just a frat just house, then, too, like, yeah, imagine. Yeah, too much money, average 80 IQ, like, you know what I mean? Just scammers and liars and cunts, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... I, how that brand has any well, it just shows you the state of what the average fan is like right because for that brand to be like it ain't even bad boys at that thing you know what i mean like i will you, say though there's to be dog fair, shit in your house oh you rocking it you a man them like what are you talking one about of the things, clean it up it's dog shit mate as far as i know though that that's actually one of the things that in theory the last like year or two has gotten a bit better in phase like they've sort of edged some of the idiots a bit some of the more recent people at least the ones that have been like people who knew the industry so maybe there's hope for the org in the end but anyway to answer the question obviously cold zero has been an absolute abomination in phase hasn't it oh listen it fairly at the launch mate in in ways that i didn't think possible so but again this is this is the hell that nico's in and it's one he deserves and until he gets his fucking head out of his ass um, this is how it is. Like you thought, Cold Zero was going to fix everything because you saw yourself in Cold Zero. Yeah. Now you got two Nikos. Now you know what everyone else was dealing with. Now you know how Carrigan was fucking rolling with it. Like I feel sorry for Brokey. God, man, imagine being a young kid and this being your first pro experience, getting caught in this fucking shit show. I don't know why Olaf hasn't pieced the fuck out and just come back to Sweden. There's a time right now where you could make a real big difference go to nip for a heel turn you could have got back into fanatic instead you just sat out here and then beautiful gentle rain you know like oh he's <laughs> this poor cunt like he, he bleeds for the cause he says all the right stuff in interviews he takes all the shitty roles and now his personal form's suffering and he's just stuck under the tyranny of a fucking egomaniac in a failing team like, again, there's only so much you can stand because, yeah, a paycheck's great when you're getting $20,000 a month and you just know it's going in your bank. But when you get so much money and you accumulate, right, and you, that's been the case for a few years, you start thinking, like, well, like, I got I got half a mil in the bank saved up. Like, do I really want to start doing this to myself every fucking day? Do I just for another 20 grand on top of that pile? Like, it don't make no sense. So, phase is a fucking disaster. Um, so there's no doubt in my mind but Pounder, like, what's worse, and it definitely ain't dust. Anyway, Regavicon Steam, is the Team Liquid lineup bound to fall apart before the next major? I mean, I don't know, mate, but I, I do know there's like little factors that chip away at them psychologically. They'll be mad hating it, by the way, that EG <coughs> is fucking uh, doing well and has hit that number one ranking. 
that's gonna be that's gonna be fucking eating away at them like a fucking you know. That, what I mean? put it this way, like I think disease. that's a bigger factor that could because of the real problem is this: if Egypt is liquid for a while, and then in six mm. months both teams want to do a move, a player going from. PG like that you could easily see the writing on the wall because that's the downside of it being two NA teams that are at the top of the rankings, isn't it? It's like they're gonna be so like always been a scene that bad at impulse control on those mm. sorts of like the problem kicking from the team immediately. Like so I, I agree. Like the problem is it's just so far away. I'd like to believe they could become good again and get there, but something does kind of feel like they might just fucking just make at least one player change before the major. It is so far. Remember it's main next. I just got, I just got the mad fear, mate. I just got the mad fear they're gonna panic and do something stupid. And I, and I, and I, it's like I said, like y'all got to listen to me, Team Liquid. You're hundred percent. Like, just stick with this lineup. Get, stop living in 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 a future that hasn't come to pass yet. Like, stop mind fucking yourselves, and you're gonna be okay. But I just think, unfortunately, the the, the problem you got is these if the, these players just not capable of that just not capable of that, and 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 they're gonna mind fuck themselves. And I keep thinking to myself, like, you know. The, the, the madness is this. We theorycrafted that it might have been NAF. Then it got falsely reported that it was NAF. Then they bounced back and said, listen, it definitely ain't going to be NAF. But then I think what's going to happen is, EG winning, all this other crazy shit, what if it then goes on to become NAF, and then this fucking journalist that just published what we pub what we said, what we theory crafted, he's going to turn around and go, oh, I was vindicated because it happens like three months later or whatever. I can just see some mad fucking world where that actually goes down. Because Team Liquid, it's like, you can just never feel comfortable. When they're confident, they come out, they got that swagger, they're banging people out. When they, when they, when, when they got fucking mental issues, they're like Mike Tyson. They ain't thinking about how to win a boxing match. They're thinking about how to bite off your ear and get the fuck out. You know what I mean? That's like Team Liquid in a nutshell. Um, Sunmade Raisins asks, who has been kindest to you in life? It's like Conan the Barbarian. What is, Conan, what is greatest in life? Um, Would have been a cooler I'm, question if you just said in esports, wouldn't it? Because I don't yeah. know about you, well, Richard. Do you want to just make go, esports? I'm going to go, some family members have been kinder to me than the people believe it or not i know i might seem crazy so people you don't know basically yeah i would say do it in esports is a cooler angle that's a, that's a fun one to think of like i yeah let's just do esports sorry like i know you paid for the question dog but let me think we ain't getting into that shit thorin's thorin's notoriously fucking private with that shit anyway so kind of person for me in esports let's think uh trying to think like who give me like the first big break or whatever that's hard man i had to fucking dig everything out for myself like, probably some cunt who ain't even in esports right now, like. Like, Junks. No one knows who the fuck Junks is. Who is that? See? He was he was a geezer that used to run the first website I worked for. And oh, what he did was... All right. Yeah, he, he fucking basically, like, was a notorious mess. Like, no one knows this guy. But, like, to put it in perspective, when, like, the BAFTAs started doing um, games for the first time, like, in the early noughties or whatever, or mid-noughties or whatever it was, he fucking, like, took some of the money that we made on the website and said, I'm going to go do coverage at the BAFTAs. I run the show. I'm going to go down there. And he, he turned up with, like, two fucking hookers. <laughs> I was just like swanning around oh, at this event. On. Like he, he was a fucking boss, man. I love that guy. But anyway, um, he he basically was like the guy that sort of helped push me into 
you know, sticking around and writing in esports and stuff. And he gave me a free platform, completely open, write what you want, do what you want, live how you want. Like, I used to tell him, like, I'm going to these I-series, right? And I'm going to be fucking sniffed out my mind. Like, do you, do you still want the pieces? He goes, absolutely. Like, he had a real gonzo approach to everything. And he, like, stood by me every time there was a drama where motherfuckers were, like, coming saying they were going to stab me and stuff, like, at events. Um, he was always like that. And then when, when I started getting offers for other sites, he let me basically dual work. Like most websites won't do this. CGS were taking my stuff. Cadred were taking my stuff. He was like saying like, listen, you can do all that. You can have all that freedom. This is your home. You come and go as you please. So he was like a really cool guy. I don't, I think if I didn't meet him and a dude called Penguin that basically ran the website back in the day, I would never have stuck around in esports. but it was just knowing that there was like, there was like people like me in this like nerd space like that they, they they help me meet like other people like that like jaffro you know you see called tom jones wales now like gandafini Benno, you know like what i what i quickly realized thanks to these dudes was like by the way that video yeah. did crease me just because like oh, the wagon wheel one yeah because what people wouldn't get about that is that's mark yeah. and a huge joke actually the actual punchline subtle because actually that and not get the the joke is like obviously the joke is as though he's just like went and got his dick sucked, doesn't he? Because it's like a fucking wagon wheel missing, isn't it? Like yeah. that's the fucking it's actually a banging joke though. Like, no, but like see, people don't realize nothing either. Yeah. Like die, die funny. is funny as fuck. I'm I'm getting him on the show. I, I said to him, like, because he's he obviously he's working like crazy 12-hour shifts right now, but I want to get him on a show and just do like an old school esports anecdote show because he's got the maddest stories. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, he he was he was there when we were straight out there Wild Western. So he's another dude I'd I'd put forward for it. Like it's super hard. Like back in the day, before I before I got like big and started making money, everybody in esports like was helping me out, helping me get to the next level, being nice. I had a lot of good friends. But then it was like once I started making it and getting paid, that's when everyone wanted to fucking jam it up my ass. That's when I yes. started meeting the tyrants and the egotists and the cunts. That's when people were sniping at me, like on forums before even social media. You know, it was like that's when shit got crazy. So back back in like I want to say 2004, 2005, like all the people I met were fucking sick. But those two junks and penguins you don't know who the fuck they are you probably ain't gonna be able to find nothing out about them on on the internet but those boys were the real boys so what about you yeah i was thinking about this while you're doing my uh, yeah i could also pick some old school people who gave me breaks and stuff but to be fair a lot of those people just yeah, i was never like super friends with you know they just give me a nice professional break or professional courtesy or saw some potential in you i think the person i'll actually pick uh, might be a surprise to some people, but it's actually going to be somebody who was a friend of mine. It's Monte Cristo from League of Legends. And the reason why specifically I'll pick him is not just because we're friends, etc. but is the backstory. Only maybe him for about... I think when I got fired from On Gamers was in October 2014, and I think I only met yeah. Monty in something like the spring of 2013. So I only knew him. I'd been to Korea like two times, I think, even then for a couple of months, or like, you know, like a month or two months. Not like a lot. Like, it's not like I was like best pals with him. We did already do Summoning Insights stuff, but this was the first year. We're talking at the end of 2014 now. The first year of doing Summoning Insights, the first year I was actually working together in the same game. And at the end of that year, when I got fired from On Gamers, I've never told this story publicly as far as I know. Literally, the first thing Monty did when he heard I'd been fired from On Gamers was message me and say, right, I've talked to my agent and he says, what we should do is make a joint YouTube channel and we'll put all of our shows like Summon and Insight on that channel and we'll build it up as like a, a little network of our own. And he said, and until you get like any full-time work, you can just take all the ad rev from that 
we built like, i'll get my to try and get like special sponsorships just for the shows and like we'll make that like partners basically so even though i actually never did end up taking the ad revenue like i actually immediately got freelance work and i wasn't like destitute literally basically mm. where the other factor is we never did build that show up to be much bigger it was just basically for some of an insight because actually there was a side reason which is that unfortunately like a lot of people when monty had to cast like five days a week when they like expanded the korean schedule like most people you just can't talk that much it wrecks your voice so he couldn't do additional yeah. content so it's one of those things where i never actually had to take up the offer in the end but the offer itself is amazing like what a gesture to someone who you've like at the time i would say we were friends but we weren't like close friends or anything so i actually took that as like a what a fucking amazing gesture the idea that like you would give up all the money you would go out your way to help someone else who at least in that moment might seem like they're in a bad spot you know so it's very rare you meet people like that so in my opinion when you do they're worth their weight in gold people will actually for real take a chance for you you know yeah man uh that's good always you know me and monty we've had our ups and downs but like you know he, he's a good guy like no doubt about it 100 like you know i think all of the stuff that's ever been attributed to him that's bad it was like mistakes like yes you can't... it's often misunderstandings yeah or it came across right. the wrong it, it, it ain't never malice right you feel no like no no so, yeah um all right Alice the Alchemist asks, do you and Thorin have a ranking for all the countries that you guys have visited? Like, mate, Touch you, you're man. obviously new, Alice, because we can't talk about this. We can't talk about this, bro. What are you talking about? Like, fuck, this is ridiculous. Um, like, I don't listen. know about you, but I would go this way. Like, one of the reasons, by the way, this might sound weird, as to why mm. I always was actually a little bit triggered about the fact that people make it like Poland's the one I hate, is because yeah. if you know anything about me, I'm just like a mild misanthrope is like i can go to the best country in the world green room and the wrong drink and i'm tired and someone's annoying me then that's the worst country in the world i yeah. get very like stupid shit like that i like to be at home in my own place you know where i can chill out and feel comfortable i'm these people who's like a travel head basically like i'm not like matt sadakis who goes to a country gets in two days early goes and bikes up through like some area visits all so i don't do any of that shit. i just arrive complain about the food do the fucking CS event and leave. Like, I'm not really a travel yeah. guy. So to me, most of them are shit, if I'm being honest. Like, that's the reason why nah. I didn't know I was going to get another trouble for wrecking Paul. I was like, I hear all these places. They're all shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, again, I think it's ridiculous that it's like, it, that, you know, you can't sort of, like, there's any, like, it's not even xenophobia to say, I went to this country and didn't have a good time and I don't like it and I don't want to go back. Like, it's just like such, it's just a fucking mild observation. But such are the times where people just want to get outraged about stuff. Like, just for fucking nothing. Like, you're just going to blow up over nothing. Like, do you know how many people say Britain's a fucking shithole? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you, know, you know how many times you get fucking told that when you go around Europe or English people are red-faced gammon wankers and all this and you're like, yeah, listen, there's... Or there's Germans, some... again, I'll reiterate, Germans saying that British food sucks. Germans. Oh, no. Like, Ge come on, mate. You, you enjoy your giant pork chicken nugget and shut the fuck up about cuisine. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's crazy, right? Like, so I don't know why so people get bent out of shape, especially when, like, when you consider like British history, there, there's almost like a foundational element. The way we engage with our European brethren is almost through that rivalry, that banter of our like yeah, shared history, which has been fractious down the years. But you know, whenever it fucking mattered, like when we had to rock up and beat the Bosch, what did we all fucking do? We all got together. Like, you know, relationship with France is complicated because you go, you go to the war, and yet it's instrumental what the French resistance did. You go back, and then it's like, wait, we were straight. You know, Napoleon was a bit of a fucking bell end when he was. You know what? So it, it's 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 complex because we got history. Americans don't understand it. See, 
That's the big problem here, because it's like a new fledgling nation. The 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 birth of your nation came out at a, like the first. I war, always think it's cute. And then and then you've been about each other. They invented racism. It's like guys, you were way late to that table. What you want yeah, about? Yeah, no, I know. You invented but slavery. I mean, no way. <laughs> so it, it's like. It, 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 it's 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 like almost they listen to us like what was normal banter like you know listen no one's really fucking bringing up like the war to germans or nothing oh, like, of course no so. like we all know that's yeah. like fucking beyond water under the fucking bridge shit happens it ain't your fucking fault that generation's almost all gone anyway you know it just is what it is it was a dark period of fucking human history it ain't about you but i mean i do remember a period when i used to go out to german germany where you know that was like that was the thing that got brought up all the time, and it, like people would talk about it, and Germans were like unbelievably apologetic, and you're like, you ain't got like, I know, you I'm there? Just you, <laughs> like, you don't know what you were worried about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so there was that weird phase that we went through. But I, I think Americans don't understand that like there's a there's a lot of like banter and rivalry that goes back and forth between European countries. You know, going back to the British Empire, going back to obviously you know when when the French had their empire, obviously World War One, World War Two, like. We, you know, we got a history with each other, but deep down, when it when it matters, Europeans will come together to do you know great things together. That's that's how it is. So, all of that being said, I do just want to go on the record and say, fuck doing esports events in France. Like it never. that is easily one of the worst of all time, by the way. Because let me tell you how it goes down, right from start to finish. And remember, if you if you're French right now, I do love you. I do got French friends, right? But like, listen, there's some fucking limitations to your uh, infrastructure shall we say and it starts with the airport you're right there it charles is he knew. Charles, charles de gaulle, de gaulle. mate mate put me in that motherfucking hell. scene from black hawk down i'd rather be there getting <laughs> shot at than in charles de gaulle airport it's too much mate you get there and it's what it's for some tweet. reason it's right? a real tweet and it said charles de gaulle airport is some no, it's mental. So mate. Just, what did he oh, say? You he... cut out. Oh, Charles it said Gaulle. Charles de Gaulle Airport is Somalia. <laughs> just said Somalia. No, no I, did, I, I didn't <laughs> see that. Somebody got mad upset about it because because it's like it is. It's it's mental what you have to go through just to get on a plane. So it's like it, it is like a war zone. You get there, you land. Now, first of all, every French airline, even Lufthansa, which I think flies out of there, the German one, what they do is right. They fucking decide. Okay, because you, if you were at any other normal airport on Earth, an hour to get off your flight to get to another flight, it'd be fine. Wrong. You in Charles de Gaulle now, son. So what you've got to do is you've got to go from one side of an airport. Sometimes there's another, like, there's this mad third terminal that's just like, you have to get on a fucking bus and drive to it. It's like 20 minutes away, right? Like, you got to get to that bus. Everything's slow. Everything's shit. Like... It's it's congested every time I've been in Charles de Gaulle. By the way, the baggage handlers have been on strike. What you want your bags? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. We're on strike, mate. We're drinking wine out back. Fuck you. So you don't even get your fucking you don't even get your suitcases if you go from one point A to point B. But the idea you can get through Charles de Gaulle in an hour is insane. It's like the crystal motherfucking maze. I'm expecting Richard O'Brien to be out in this bitch. Like <laughs> to the luggage zone. Yeah, to the luggage zone. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Let me. Out. you know what i mean like that's how, that's how it's fucking rolling so anyway fuck charles de gaulle you get out of charles de gaulle that's without a connecting flight but still takes about an hour to just get out the motherfucker you get there right then you, then you're just in like paris or whatever you know what i mean have fun there mate fuck me that city is crowded you feel me? Like, you've got an underground system that's like London's. Maybe it ain't as bad as the Metro, actually, but it's pretty fucking heavy. you got fucking people straight eyeing you up. 
you know, it, it's like it's getting like New York in terms of like if you if you look like a tourist, if you look like a weak fish, you're gonna get fucking rolled coming out of there. Then you got to get to your fucking hotel. Courtesy, shit, man. When France discovered that, it's gonna be all right, but they ain't yet. Like it's like you know they got all the other stuff we got, but man, the idea of the customer always being right in France. Customer service is pure shit, mate. Like they they, they I'll tell you a quick, fuck, Alex especially Moore. if you rock up with an English accent, you getting I, you getting punked. I'll give you an example of what France is like. Customer service, right? I once went on holiday to Cannes, which is a very famous, expensive part of France because first of all, it's in the south. It's obviously where they have the film festival, so you've got all these like mega rich Americans going on holiday there. So I go there and I think, right, well, the one thing I'm going to get here is like high class shit. Like I can, uh, you know, your dollar can go quite far here. So what, yeah. uh, rather it will not go far, but it'll be worth it. You know, you'll get like value for your money. So I go to like what TripAdvisor was ranking as like the second best restaurant in all of Cannes. I get a table, I'm there. And then when the waiter comes over and goes like, hey, what would you like for a drink? I, go, I just say like, like, because I, I don't like beer. So how are you doing, shops? I'll just say, yeah, no, yeah. I just said, oh, I'll just have uh, just have an orange juice. And he goes, we do not have orange juice. I'm like, that. why would anyone speak that way to someone who just asked for a drink? Like, what? Why would you treat, if you're in an expensive restaurant, why would you treat the person asking that like they're an idiot for asking for some basic items? I was like, this is brilliant. This guy's getting a nice, at the end of this. Nice. The tip oh. is French. <laughs> Didn't no, I didn't even realize. You know when you said, you know when you said that Charles de Gaulle is a Somali of international airports. I didn't realize I tweeted that. Yeah, I, I think it was that. you. I think no, it was, yeah, you. was me. It said my tweet says Charles de Gaulle is the Somalia of international airports. Anything <laughs> the goes there, there are no rules because it is well like there's mad piracy and all sorts going on there. Like, say your your bags turning up is a lottery. Like it's ridiculous. That airport is fucking shit. It's ridiculous. I don't know one person who travels internationally that thinks I hope I end up in fucking Charles de Gaulle. Like, and then oh yeah, I forgot. Charles de Gaulle messaged me like, what's your feedback? This I wrote this after I got trapped in Charles de Gaulle, mate. I got trapped. Like, they, they literally, I'm not even joking, this is true. They built a wall while I was there that I couldn't get past when I had to get to this point. So they sent me down one place. I needed to go to another place to get a connection. When Listen I got down there, a guy like pulled, he pulled like, duh, 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 Build duh, 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 that wall. Like, <laughs> no, full crystal maze in me again. I'm walking back and forth. It's a toilet. I'm, I'm saying for cleaner. Like, mate, I'm just trapped in this box. He'd only be grabbing them silvers anyway. It's like you literally just locked me in a corridor. Like, what the fuck's going on here? By the way, can we just speak about yeah. I, was talking, I was talking to this cleaner and the cleaner like he's shrugging his shoulders I'm like how do you get out mate like, oh, you can't, <laughs> how you you can't get come out past there it's security I'm going but there's no other fucking doors like this can't be real mate you can't just put up a wall so I had to go to the wall I just put up I'm knocking on the fucking wall this bored looking motherfucker comes out like, scuffed up this is all true mate it's all true this scuffed up fucking uniform tie all skew with like clearly having his fucking siesta or whatever the fuck having a nap in the afternoon pulls the door aside like this like like fucking here's johnny like sticks his head through like hello how can i help you you can get me out of this fucking cage you just want me in your mad bastard like i've got a flight to catch didn't make that flight like go fuck myself and then they there are no rules there bro there's no rules like you're on your own son so like you fucking 
You know what I mean? Like you, you saying that like there, and, and like they go, oh yeah, interested in your feedback. You don't want it. You can't handle it. Like you, if you can ever explain to me why you build a wall in the middle of me walking down a fucking corridor and just lock me in at a fucking international airport, there ain't no feedback for that. Just okay, don't do that. For you, you're gonna get dormed, but you think I was the end? Here we go. They're trapping like me. More like legit in. as well. Like think about it, man. You think you're gonna get fucking clipped or something? It's so weird, like. So anyway, yeah, just fuck Charles de Gaulle. And then, like I say, you get there, the tube's a nightmare, Paris is overcrowded, the food, French cuisine's meant to be some of the best in the world. You better have that money, because otherwise you it's go eat in a regular place. Fuck. It's Yeah, mate, if you just eat in a regular place, it's shit. Like, even the McDonald's out there is outrageous. Like, what, like, eight euro for a Big Mac? Like, you want to you know, take my fucking eyes out and put them in a doggy bag as well? Why don't you, you know? Fucking ridiculous. So, yeah, straight up, I used to hate France. There was this one event we did where ESWC, uh, we blogged about it. You, you, you'll find it on um, YouTube. We did, like, a live blog. We lost our minds. It was me and Diablo, you know, the geezer who records the videos, who uh, was doing that documentary with Henry and Sadakist, ex-Call of Duty player. And... We got booked in a place that ESWC told us was near the venue. So we, we said, like, you got any recommendations for, like, hotels and places nearby? And they said, oh, there's this place. Two metro stops away, right? And we had to take our PCs and laptops. And I'm like, listen, I know this goes down. We just get robbed and rolled on day one, and then we ain't doing no coverage. So we had to carry a fucking desktop, like, PC to ESWC, like, every day. So I was just yomping that like I was in the fucking military, like, Desktop like strapped to my fucking back, just, like, yeah, exactly, four-mile yeah. fucking speed march with a load carry, just to get back to the ESWC, every day a fresh hell, a new moron put on the front page, like, I'm showing him the pass, I'm showing him the cards, I'm telling him it's safe, you let me in, your bro let me in yesterday, you see, he just staring at me all slack-jawed, only understands one word in three, I'm saying, so I'm trying to get in, so then I get in, we set up the PC, we start filming the thing, Day two, by the way, it's a heat wave in fucking Paris, right? Day two, we, we on day one, we had like a water cooler. Day two, they came in and took the water off us. They just took it away, like, and then left it in view again behind a little cordon. <laughs> and all the staff were drinking it. And we're like, please, sir, can I have some water? They're like, please, sir. Right, and they're going, uh, no, this is uh, for staff only. I'm like, what? So the press don't get no water? You get water in fucking Gitmo. You get water in Guantanamo Bay. What, what next? Like, you're going to fucking force feed me a Bible and play Metallica at me? Like, what, what happens now? So, like, I couldn't even believe it. They just took water off us in the middle of a fucking heat wave. Like, free water, you know what I mean? Like, please, like... It, oh, God, it, I, I, I'm traumatised, mate, thinking about all them shit. I went to all them fucking events in France, like, and it killed me. And I think I did, like... I can't remember the last one I did, like, 2012, 2013. That's before you even get into the bullshit of the French commentators, which they always deny, trying to help that French team. I swear to God, I never seen nothing like it. When very games were in that final, were fucking the Danish team, Imperial or whatever they were called back then, were fetish. And like, literally, a, a, one of the players was shooting through the box and the commentator starts going, wee, wee, wee! Like, what's this? The three little fucking pigs, mate. It was blowing my mind. Everyone applauding, calling out positions. That that was the one as well where the fucking press conference uh, for the female tournament, same same event this, all one event this, right? They 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 did the female tournament, brought in the winners. It was like SK and uh, whoever else they'd played. And a French journalist got up and said, so now that you have won the tournament, uh, perhaps the two of you could do a little kiss for me. I was like, what is this like? Who's this? Who's doing a little kiss? Like, what are you talking about, mate? This is like. And then people said, that's inappropriate. Why is Shox allowed to ask questions in it? <laughs> I know he's amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
I've never I've never seen anything like it, mate. Like just it, some of the events I've been to in France just beg a belief. Like so, there you go. By the way, I've got I'll, a quick anecdote. I've got yeah, a really one. quick anecdote, but I thought of it while you were telling me there because this is actually a key piece of detail that I don't know if you've ever properly explained. Because you know, when everyone brings up that whole fucking Lord of Dream hack incident from years ago, the thing yeah. they always think is the smoking gun is the Dream hack statement, not the official one, the one that. Uh, fucking hellspawn put out on twitter where he claimed that you know you attacked the guy now what people didn't know unfortunately and it was tied to this exact event uh, is years event? earlier when hellspawn used to be a journalist like we were first of all he wasn't even a real journalist he was just, he was literally a tabloid journalist he used to work for rakaka yeah, which was a evenly. fucking site that was a gossip website literally they yeah. used to verify like just used to post irc logs literally that yeah. So when he worked for this site, along with the whole attitude of the site, he used to be, or he could talk shit to people on the internet. Yeah. What he did was, while at an event, Richard was in the same room as him, he would talk shit to Richard over Twitter. So unsurprisingly, Richard did a classic move back in the day when everyone was a nerd. Done it my titles many times. You know nothing's going to happen anyway, so you just basically go up to him and sort of say, like to step outside punk and then they obviously instantly and just... i was jacked back then like to like, be fair i was i was fucking massive in like whatever year and you have was, to like... remember like hellspawn i mean for a start of his alias is hellspawn lord he is a massive nerd you can imagine he doesn't want to fight so what hellspawn had to do literally was instant his own shit sandwich apologize to richard and shake his hand and go like oh sorry about that or whatever and so as a result like every little fucking little secret fucker hell get this he just to the surface the rest of his life and then in this this is my theory he saw the chance to fuck with richard yeah and he thought totally. great this is much i've been waiting 100 what he did this 100%. is my chance 100%. this is my chance see i never tell this story right because on the one hand i'm trying to play down that i'm like i ain't a thug but on the other hand like <laughs> it does have a fucking, that listen say. no but like you got to understand what he was saying he was like saying oh you know richard lewis you're you're a, you're a small man that's what he was saying on twitter you're a small man like and he just kept repeating that phrase like small man small man so i was like mate you're fucking two meters away from me tweeting at me about what a small man i am so i'm going to show you what a small man i am keep in mind as well i've been ravaged by this event dehydrated carrying a pc into work every day having to fight just to fucking sit down at my press desk because apparently nobody can remember a fucking face so i get there and i'm like going all right small man stand up then talk you know what I mean? He was going, oh no, but what I meant was, I mean, in your soul. He was like coming up with all these like, mad reasons. I'm going, I fucking don't mean I've got a small soul here. But what now though? But what now though? Yeah, 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 but what now though? So I was going full temper tea. I was like, smash all the things in your fridge. I was like, come on. Like <laughs> and he weren't ready for that. But then, no, no, you, you miss off the even craziest bit with this fucking bitch. So what happens is, right? He fucking apologizes and said, I shouldn't have called you a small man. You're, I can see you're a very big man. I can see you handle yourself. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> then he then he sat down right and he and i was like well that's you're very that. big in soul i see it no no no, no, no. like legit, he said that i swear 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 like because i never told this story before so 100 this is legit right okay. so he fucking sits down and then right just when i'm going just when i'm calming down because everyone in the press room was like fucking all that richard lewis is mental isn't he like listen like what are you getting all upset for and i'm like you don't understand like what what we're going through right now but fine so I calm down sit down on my laptop and start typing he gets up again he walks over and he goes listen i just want you to know I, I i did apologize to you but not because i was scared and i went what and he went i just want you to know that i'm not scared of you and i went mate what are you being antagonistic for you look pretty scared when you fucking shat it and we're trying to explain what you said like so i get up again 
I get up again. I'm like, all right, so you ain't scared then. So double what, stand up now. Yeah, why don't we just go and do this outside thing? Like, I'll just take you outside away from the security and like see see if you're scared or not. Like, cause cause mate, you've been you've been riding me for years. Like people don't even understand. He published a story saying I was oh, a he thief. needle all sorts. He of shit published a story yeah. saying I was a thief on that garbage site, Rakaka. Oh, for the Because photos, somebody yeah. on Cadred misused the fucking picture, which happened every day in esports. So he got a cartoonist to draw my face dressed in a black and white jumper carrying. <laughs> A fucking swag bag and publish that <laughs> Richard Lewis from Four Kings teeth so, like, so, teeth, like that, teeth. so he's but he was he was already on my fucking dick so I'm just like listen mate like I already had, I already got fucking time for you but no I'm a small man nah it ain't happening so anyway he apologized and he fucking said like oh I didn't do it because I'm scared of you I got up I made him scared again he sat down and then he got up a third time and he came over and went Richard I just want to say though you're like a caveman we don't do this in where I'm from in Sweden we don't be able to sit down mate trying to get yourself fucking <laughs> how many chances does this guy need totally. yeah I know like so obviously he was holding on to that shit when all the load of stuff went down obviously he was holding on to that it's like it's like the fucking kid who gets bullied in school, you know what I mean? Like, they go on and they get money. It's like Pete Teal shutting down Gawker by funding Hulk Hogan. That's what, that's what Hellspawn did with that bullshit twit longer. All laws are 100% lies. Dream Act disciplined him, 100% lies. Why ain't no journalist telling that story? Because uh, it's good to have Richard Lewis be lied about constantly for fucking five years. You know what I mean? But yeah, Hellspawn's a fucking bitch. By the way, you ever want to dig into his history? Go find his old IRC logs and what his views on women used to be. Ooh, can't wait for them to come out one day, son. But anyway, just saying. So yeah, that as fuck well. going to France events, like fuck going to French events, mate. And yeah, I was a bit of a, I was a bit of a caveman, but I was still better than I was, like you know, before that. I wouldn't even talk before that. Like you can't fuck. Wait, what's he saying? Ridiculous cunt. Anyway, question over. Don't go to France for esports events. Mike, feed me. Has Mouseport's underachieved, overachieved, or been on a par with expectations since you joined? Do you still expect improvement, or have they peaked? I don't think they peaked. I think that's too harsh. I think I think right now, they're probably... They've had a couple of tournaments where they haven't done what I thought they'd done. Like, they lost that final at that nothing tournament where they should have won. Uh, I can't remember who they lost to. Was it Virtus Pro? Was maybe that... that no, no, they, get, they went out in the semis, but they lost to Tricked. The one where Tricked, tricked. won the tournament. Yeah, that they, was it. They tricked in the semis. No, the, actually, I think they no, I think they did lose to Virtus Pro. I think you're right. I think you might yeah, I can't remember which one it was because I weren't really paying attention to that. I know one. they only so, made top four, though, which is kind of underwhelming. Yeah, obviously. and they were like the favourites to win that. So they should 100% fucking polished up, you know, cleaned up there. Like, But then, um, whether right now, I don't know, mate. I think, like, I think, honestly, like, couple of anomalies aside they're gonna get a deep run they're gonna make some finals they're gonna make some semi-finals i wouldn't touch nothing like we said earlier I'm, I, I think they're about where they should be frankly yeah i would say like they've underwhelmed me in terms of the placings i thought they would have had better ones in fact if i even just saw the level of play with my eyes i would guess they'd have had better placings but in terms of the actual like performance of the players i think the players generally have come along about as well as you could have expected each of the players that they picked up like aside from christian carrigan they had no like sure things in the players they were getting so i don't think what they've gotten out of them like in the server is bad it's just for some reason it hasn't translated to wins they, they haven't got the actual placings i think that like like the I do actually think here's the thing. I think they're a better team than the their rank is, if that makes sense. It's like just the eye test tells me they're better. Yeah, agreed. That's kind of how I feel. Absolutely. Uh, and then final question, Delphine Somniac, Happy Halloween. Who's your favorite villain from common comic books and why? Continuing last episode's Ooh. theme. That's a good one. Man, there's some this good fucking good villains, yeah. Like fuck. Because I will say, by the way, one thing I actually do enjoy about comic books.
is mm. that uh, it's one of the few mediums that almost has to do villains well, otherwise the story just falls apart completely. Oh, totally. So, yeah. for example, I will say, uh, I personally, even though, like, in terms of general comics, I've always preferred DC over Marvel. For villains, I actually think Marvel's villains are the best because one thing I like about the Marvel villains is they always, in, they, first of all, most of them aren't true, like, 100% pure evil villains. They're all people with, like, yeah. a moral gray area. Magneto, well, his family literally yeah. was killed due to who they were genetically. So what a surprise that when he finds out about mutants, he thinks humans will destroy them and has a very extreme response. But the point is, you have to agree you can do that, but you can talk with where he's yeah yeah exactly you exactly. can see that like oh fuck yeah i can sympathize with your situation mate so there's a pretty good one i always thought similarly dr doom's a pretty fucking classic one he's a guy who what if people don't know yes he is the antagonist of the fantastic four but he's actually the leader of his own state which in theory is successful he just does it by different means so i think it's people ones where they're villains but there's like something redeeming about them or something like very uh like intriguing about their persona types of villains yeah, it, it's, a, it's a real hard one for me because I think all the names off the top are basically the ones that people would expect. I will just throw in, I did say I was a massive Punisher fan, um, but like Kingpin for me is a villain that I think deserves, like, I'm not talking about what they did with him on TV, I'm talking about just generally in the comics, right? Like, because he was believable evil. He was like just a guy who basically his special power was, he just had money. Yes. So just, that, 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 that was yeah. like... Yeah, exactly. That was like a way to address the kids, like, you know, corrupt elements, money. You know, he was called Kingpin. They focused a lot more on his crime, but like initially when he first came in. But like the more and more the stories went, he was always the guy like working behind the scenes. He was always the guy like he'd hire a hitman. He wouldn't shoot you himself. And he could definitely fight as well. He knows all these like martial arts. And he's about 500 pounds of solid muscle for some reason, uh, even though he looks fat in that suit. But, but yeah, I, I always thought fucking Wilson Fisk was the fucking boy. Shout out to Magneto as well. He got his own state as well. Him and Doctor Doom both got their own states. Yes, sure. uh, it was Genosha, wasn't it, for yes. Magneto? And I can't remember what Doctor Doom's was called. It was like Monroe. This was like it, it was like a fake version of Latvia or something. Yeah. something like that. Yeah, I can't remember what the name version was like. It was that Latvia. Latvia, it was. That was it. Latvia. Yeah, something like that. I think that might. Yeah. So. Anyway, but like, and obviously, shout, everyone knows the Joker, like, because he's that's had so many good stories. Yeah, it's exactly. just too obvious, yeah. So, so there you go. That's the last question. Um, so, uh, I'm gonna wrap up the show there. Appreciate everybody that asked one. Remember, if you give $50 or more on the pa Patreon, we'll, uh, we'll answer your questions for you. Uh, so all that remains to be said is a shout out to our sponsor, rivalry.com. Remember, go over to rivalry CS on YouTube. Go sub to it. Make sure keep an eye on the content I'll be producing over there. We've got another video coming out soon. I don't know when, uh, but it's coming. Um, you know, be, be, be a surprise uh, when you see the interview that we got going on over there. Uh, and of course, a shout out to our patrons, $100 patrons, Jerky's Minion, Detlef Insomniac, Rekovic on Steam, Alice the Alchemist, and Justin Zapanski. Our $50 patrons, Benakagi Assassin, But Pounder 420, Carve, Colin Penny, Daniel Sellers, Madsen, Marcus Kiumpar, Mike Feedme, Nemesis, Saad Sawar, Sunmade Raisins, TC Owens, Tobias Bernasconi, and Watchdoge. Thanks to all of you guys. Thanks to everyone who tuned in. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next week on By the Numbers. Until then, take care of yourselves.